Our new partner who I'm really, really excited to announce we are working with, super, super stoked. Thank you, Angie Huberman, for this connect. It's incredible. Uh, AG1 Athletic Greens. I've been using them for a while. I have them every morning on an empty stomach. Basically, take one scoop and you put it into a uh, cup or glass or mug of eight ounces of cold water. And this is all your greens for the day. You're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. Every day I take this. It's so good for my digestion my energy. It's simple. It's easy. I don't like taking a lot of vitamins. This has been really, really helpful for me. I've had a lot of stomach issues my whole life. And ever since I've been gluten-free and taking the AG1s, it's really helped me in my stomach in the mornings. I love it. And I'm so psyched that they're part of the One Life One Chance podcast. I'm sure a lot of people don't like eating greens, let alone drinking your greens. But I can tell you straight up, it's got a mild tropical taste. And the taste is actually really refreshing. And I really look forward to it each morning. Don't don't think it's just going to be just straight bland. Um, it tastes really, really good. Um, and it's good for you. So remember that. This one blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's incredible. Just one scoop, especially for musicians who are vegans or just musicians in general who want to get those daily greens. You can get the packets. It's incredible. I just gave some to my friend Derek from Sepultura. He traveled the whole entire world this summer and he had he had those every single day. He said it's, it saved him. I bring AG1s with me when I travel. It helps me stay healthy. You know the deal. If you're on tour and you are uh, a picky eater, but you need to have your greens, sometimes catering doesn't have greens. Sometimes you miss the catering. Sometimes you miss the backstage food. Sometimes it's too late after the show to go get food that you like. So if you just have a, a scoop of uh, AG1s in your hotel room before you go to bed or you're in the hotel room at night and you're starving and you want something healthy, boom, life changer. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with some convenient daily nutrition. That's all you need. One scoop in a cup every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. This is it. I'm super psyched. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. This is incredible. I love it. It's just basic greens. For me personally, this has changed my life tremendously. I'm not a junk food vegan. I don't eat a lot of fake meats, so I'm strictly, strictly greens. And this has been a wonderful, wonderful new addition to my life. So once again, visit drinkag1.com slash OLLC. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Get one free year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. That's drinkag1.com slash OLLC. Yo, yo, Liquid Death, thank you so much for hydrating all my guests, taking care of me and my family and my friends. Love your water, love your brand, love what you stand for, love you give back to the community. If you want to learn more about Liquid Death and how it started, listen to episode 115 with the co-founder, owner, and creator of Liquid Death, Mike Cesario. Just a punk rock skateboarding kid from Delaware with a dream. It's an incredible story, incredible journey. So if you go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby, you get free shipping on any items you order from liquiddeath.com. And if you want to get water, Liquid Death Water, go to amazon.com. But for merchandise and other things that's not water, go to liquiddeath.com slash Toby and get free shipping. Thank you so much, Liquid Death. Death to plastic, murder your thirst, stay hydrated. You know H2O saves lives. Check, microphone check. 
You do mic checks, pal? Yeah, we're here with Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, uh, what it is. <laughs> Yo, Cyrus of this shit. <laughs> um, okay. <clears throat> Welcome to the One Life, One Chance podcast. I'm your host, Toby Morris. Today, I got my brother from another mother, Mr. Chappelle Lacey with me. Thank you for being here. Yeah, always. And I got Baltimore's finest in my house, and my crib finally ended here. Everybody say what's up to end it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody introduce yourselves. I'm Akil. I'm Chris. I play drums. I'm Ray. I play lead guitar. I'm Patrick. I play bass. Perfect. Thank you guys for being here, man. This is my first kind of full band podcast, I think. No. Who? Interrupters. Okay, bet. You're right. That's right. Okay. My bad. And before we get too far ahead, we missing somebody. Our boy, Big John. So give it up for Big John. Shout out to Big John. Yo in the house on the couch. He couldn't couldn't make it out here? He could have. He just ain't feel like it. He didn't want to leave the AC. We've been doing it a lot, so I get it. No, you guys guys been really, really busy, man. Yeah. Grinding, man. It's crazy. Um, You guys just did the Finish the Angel Dust tour. That was the last one? Yeah. uh, Was it? Yeah, Angel. That was our last, like, real full tour. And then we did Three Days in Texas. We played the Rumble. In Chicago, and then we just played Los Angeles, as you know, last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flat spot yeah. looked amazing. Show last night. Spot. Yeah, looked amazing. That was good. Hey, so, is everybody here? You guys? Is everybody here from Baltimore? Yeah. For all intents and purposes, yeah. Were you born and raised there? Yeah, I'm from Baltimore. Yeah. You don't hear that in that, in that voice? No, I do. I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I lived in Maryland for a hot second, so I know that. Yeah, yeah. That you accent. from you from down southern Maryland, right? Yeah, I lived in uh, St. Mary's County, Lexington Park. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I lived there for four years. I went to high school there. Unfortunately, it was horrifying, but it was the 80s. It was kind of wild, but yeah. It wasn't shit going on down there, I'm sure. No, there was no skateboarders. There was no punk rockers. There was nothing in this oh, it's town. Oh, like, it wasn't like illegal to skateboard? It was just, I don't know what the laws were, but there was nobody like skating down there. Rusty, oh, got it. Rusty was our maintenance man. He had a mullet, and uh, that's how we met Rusty. My mom was uh, a manager of the apartment complex called Lexwoods Apartments. Okay. And we came there from Newport, Rhode Island, where we learned about skateboarding and all that shit. So. Got it. Just wearing like vans was shocking. Back then, checkered vans. Damn. Or a black flag shirt or a fucking safety pin. It was really crazy. Well, you know the old, I hear this from all the older punks. Like, I was I was a punk when it was called Hey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you hear it so often. And that like, happened yeah. to us, the rednecks. Yeah, say, like, all I'm that sorry, shit motherfuckers would question your sexuality because you like heel flips, but. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't do it to it's so, weird? It's so weird how. That's it, weird. It's weird, weird. how it's such a, it was such a threat to people. You know I mean, Footloose was a movie, but it kind of could have been a documentary. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, your your gyrating his hips. I don't like it. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. You only, if you fucking, you didn't gyrate at your hips unless you fuck like a a sailor. (laughs) Yeah. Because people were calling us the F word all all the time, all day long. And Rusty was like our protector. He was the biggest guy. He'd defend us and we'd hide behind him. But there was like a fight affair with a redneck in the parking lot at a fucking roller skating rink. All that shit really happened. But yeah, it was really like... That was the first time I ever seeing the Confederate flags or hearing people yeah. say the N word, all that shit. It yeah. was like shocking to move there. Thing is, they hate niggas. They ain't nary a nigga in sight. I've been to Southern Maryland. Yeah. There's no reason. We all live in the same neighborhood mm-hmm. because y'all chase us over there. Yeah. Fuck. So who are you upset about? Yeah. yeah. There's no weird? black people around you. I don't know why you have all this hate. Yeah. But whatever. It's crazy the people that never grew up around black people or lived in it and. and and they're scared and they and they hate they never met one met person their entire it's life. It's really just fear. Yeah. It's strongly fear. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Marilyn was totally different. And then we're lucky we started going to shows in DC and that really just changed our lives. You know what I mean? Like, Did you hit Safari Club? Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. And even when I moved to Queens with Gorilla Biscuits, I would go back with them when they play Safari Club. All those shows I rode with them or token entry and went back there and stuff. That's hard. Yeah. Very so cool. um yeah, so growing up growing up in Baltimore, how was that for you? Well, you yeah, guys I think it was about. a it was a '90s 
So yeah. like when they move, I'm from originally from Turner Station, which is like the oldest black settlement in Baltimore County. They moved us out of Turner's to Rosedale, which is only about 20 minutes away. But when they moved me to the county, the county was still the county. So like I remember, I remember wondering why there was only like five black kids in my class and shit like that. But it was the '90s, so it was progressive. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't a lot of racial prejudice or anything like that. Yeah. I walked around my neighborhood all day. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, it was school. Were you into uh, punk rock and stuff in school too? Did that happen early for you, or? Uh. Not necessarily punk as we know it. I mean, I, we always knew what punk was because yeah. punk was a trope. But my dad listened to classic rock and shit. And like my uncle rode motorcycle. Great uncle rode motorcycles was a one percenter. So I've always oh, wow. been around. Damn. Yeah, I've always been around that other shit. Wow. And yeah. you got brothers and sisters? Yeah, I'm the youngest of three. Okay. Yeah. Same. One's 16 years older than me. Shout out Mel and the other's seven. Shout out Uncle Rock. Nice. Yeah. And were you... um? Were you uh, into skateboarding too at, a young, at all? Yeah, I started skating like eight, nine years old. Um, just as good as I was at eight or nine. Still? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not good at all. That's but, hilarious. Yeah. You got no kickflips or nothing? No. Hell no. All right. I got weak me, ankles. Me. Mm, okay. I'm built to work. I'm not built to skateboard. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I'm supposed to be laying bricks and having kids. Fuck. Shout out slavery. And what about, <laughs> and what about you, Chris? How was it growing up for you? Where you grew up uh, at? So I grew up like over on the west side, um, in Catonsville. Um, uh, Catonsville, okay. Yeah, uh, right outside like West Baltimore. Um, so it was very everything was mixed. You know, high school was mixed. Um, it was cool. We used to take like the MTA bus downtown and just like skate. You know, every night. I can't believe like my mom would let me do that. Yeah. But um, <laughs> how old were you then? Yeah, we were in like middle school. And okay. Stuff, yeah, so yeah. I was like. It was crazy, but, like, nobody ever messed with us because, you know, we were just, like, skate rats, you know. Because you rolled deep as a bunch of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah always, yeah. like, rolled deep, but, um. Because you know. the, the side of town he talking about that he grew up in, my grandmother was from the city. Okay. So not even 10 minutes from him. And where he told me he used to, like, walk around and skateboard and shit, I'm like, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. Fuck you doing up Evanston Village? You was up Evanston Village skateboarding? Yeah. All right. It's but, a tough motherfucker. I mean, there was always like respect with everybody, you know. Yeah. They, I mean, everybody would like just like watch us, like come out, like oh shit, like oh the crazy white boys jumping <laughs> off the fucking <laughs> steps and shit. But um, yeah, I don't know. Do a hill flip, yo. yeah. Do a what, kick what, flip, what, what year would that be? You remember? Oh no, ninety nine, two thousand. Probably yeah, probably like ninety nine into the early two thousand. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, skateboarding is a lot bigger for us growing up than I yeah. guess for you. But um, yeah. But like back then, you could like you could spot a skater. You know, totally. Like, that dude's wearing Vans. He skates. He's yeah. not wearing Vans. But now you're like, I don't. It might not skate. Must be fashion. Yeah. It's crazy how big it is too, and how it all it just just a, it is just Vans or just Vans. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just yeah. like all that the different used, genres. That used to be how you find your tribe. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Even seeing somebody with a band shirt now, not necessarily they even know that band. It's yes. just a shirt to them. Yeah. That's interesting, you know what I mean? It's crazy. They paying to go to the shows too, just to get the shirts. Wow. To bop. They don't even care about the music. Like, shout out Gulch. Gulch plays a show. Good thirty percent of those kids are there to get the merch and leave. Because really? then they can flip it. It's like a drop. Yeah, it's a drop. Wow. Yeah. We we played with them in Philly and people were in line while they're playing, like not watching them. Just for the like, while we were loading shit. in. We might have shown up late, which is what we do. While we were loading <laughs> in <laughs> There was a fucking line of kids just waiting. Nobody wow. at the table. That's crazy. Just for the merch. Yeah. And what about you? What was your first experience like uh, getting into punk rock and stuff? Uh, probably like 
Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, sick. Okay. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that um, soundtrack. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then uh, I was like really, I mean, I still am, but I was really into the Misfits. So getting into like AFI got me into like hardcore and stuff like that. So, so AFI, then you went backwards and kind of found yeah. it. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Those soundtracks were so powerful and important back then. Yeah. I could still listen to them now and just be like, it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Who else was on the Tony Hawk one? Was it Suicide Machines? There was some other bands that blew up from that too. It was crazy. Yeah. Suicidal was on it. Suicidal, I mean, that was the first yeah. first time I heard Suicidal. So. Damn. Yeah. What about you, sir? You give me the mic. About growing up? Yeah. So you, I grew up in Carroll County. Okay, so that's Carroll adjacent County. to Baltimore County. Okay. So it's like, depending on where you are, it's like 45 minutes west of the city. Yeah. But it's pretty safe. Very white, okay. very white area, but bad drug problem, bad heroin problem. Yeah. And I never realized how close we were to the west side growing up because everyone would take the highway into the city instead of going directly down Liberty Road. But then I found out as I got older and got a car and everything like, oh, the west side is like you drive down this road that my high school was on and you're in the west side. Eventually you go through Randallstown, which is Baltimore County. Yeah. And then you're you can get heroin anywhere. You have, mean, you have Park Heights. Yeah. Liberty Road, Forest Park. So safe in the sense of crime, but as far as like drugs and stuff, I mean, everyone, including myself, was partying way too hard at way too young an age. There's nothing to do out there. Yeah. So luckily, though, you know, I always thought I was in the middle of nowhere, but if you live 45 minutes from the city, you're not in the middle of nowhere. Then we toured, and I was like, oh, this is the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. You know what I mean? So, so you were partying young, hanging out a lot? Yeah, absolutely. And then my cousin got me into... um like the underground stuff. I went to my first show at the auto bar when I was 11 because he was working there. So he took me and it was like a metalcore show. Uh, this band swarm of the Lotus from Baltimore, but really Kurt Cobain and his diaries and his like lists of Damn. influences and stuff got me into like black flag and wow. minor threat and Fugazi. All that was cause he liked it. And then I was like, I like this shit more than Nirvana. Like, Holy damn. shit. I didn't even know he had di- I'm sure Chappelle can wait to grab the mic for this one, but that's crazy. The diary talking about those bands. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That's he sick. has a list and it's like my top 50 favorite albums and wow. every album is better than any Nirvana album. Now well, I'm not going to say that I love Nirvana, but like, yeah, it definitely spin my whole perspective. Fuck. Millions of dead cops is on there. That's Flip sick. flipper, you know, just shit that I never would have gotten into otherwise i had no idea we had something like that it's fucking awesome yeah obviously grow because grow came from hardcore and scream and amazing yeah. drummer yeah like dc man absolutely what about you sir uh i grew up in southern maryland as well lived there super young shout out colton's point okay and then like moved to annapolis and a few years after that we were living on kent island so like constantly surrounded by white rednecks everywhere <laughs> yes. and then uh graduated high school like Six months later, was living in Baltimore City on 28th and 28th and Howard. Jesus, think hey. and yeah, like found punk through Nirvana. Damn, that, bro, like, that's crazy. Like it evolved, then like you know, like Green Day, Offspring. Time, yeah, yeah, and then like Minor Threat, Seven Seconds, Bad Brains, and then like the world just opens, opens up. Yeah, like I'll never forget like listening to Start Today for the first time and just be like, this is what I like. That's this awesome. Is, and then, this is who I am. Yeah. Then, yeah. Started, <laughs> then started doing bands at like 15 years old. Didn't stop doing it. Holy shit. Damn, Nirvana, that's a current theme. What about you? Should get on the mic. You probably want to say something. You knew about that journal? Yeah. The diary? Do I? It's like, I got it right here. You knew yeah, you, yeah. you knew, <laughs> you knew <laughs> he had a top 50? You knew he had a top 50 like yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's fucking sick. Yeah, those journals are amazing. I mean, he expresses, expresses a lot, you know, of like, you know, pretty much just what he was feeling and what... Uh, you know, what really inspired him to like, that's what, that's why Nirvana makes a lot of sense to me because 
in the way he played and in in all the songs, the way he wrote the songs and all that stuff, because it's coming from a lot of like a lot of places. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen the first video that broke kids are moshing in there. Kids wearing hardcore shirts. Yeah. So I was like, holy uh-huh. shit, this is something different, but that's pretty cool. And then I realized it was Dave Grohl. Holy shit, he's in this band. It was like. Oh, yeah, because you knew him from Scream. Yeah, I got to yeah. see Scream ah, back in the day. Ah, yeah. You got to see Scream? Oh, yeah, That's man. That's so tight. Yeah. So tight. That's so tight. Scream so with Grohl, he had long, like, Gosh. bleached hair and stuff. That is like. Yeah. Every yeah, time man. he says that, I'm like, damn. Damn. I gotta see and you saw the Bad Brains live. Yes. Mother. Got to see Embrace once. Um, Did you ever, you my, saw Rights of Spring as well? Yes. Nice. Yes. Beef Oh, you got to see Beef Eater? Uh, Dag Nasty with all three singers. Yeah. Swizz. Um, Sweet Belly. All that. Ignition. Um, government issue, amazing. Nice. Marginal man, nice. Soul side, one of my favorites. Who? Soul side. Never heard. Of They're incredible. All right. They're incredible. He, he turned you on. Gray matter. Oh yeah, gray matter. Sure. We know gray matter. Remember yeah. reptile house? Wasn't that Baltimore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked about that. There was like a thing called like crab core back in the day. We call it like crab core <laughs> for real back in the eighties. That's what we call some of the like crab core. They called it crab core in the eighties. Some of the stuff from Maryland, yeah, that area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Duh. Put that on shirt. <laughs> oh, I was crabs, crab you should bring core. that shit back. Yeah, crab core. Yeah. So you know, in the early two thousands, there was a crab core type thing, but that yeah, was but that was, that was like white boys with swoosh bangs and yeah, they, they, they had their hair like this and be shit. Oh no, this but the way the way the, the wow. crab core they would stand like crabs when they would play their instruments. Got you. So yeah. their legs were like all wide apart, and it's it's. I wanted to say a word, but I ain't gonna say it. it it's was corny. Like, it's corny. Okay. Corny's a good word. That, okay, that, so if you, if you deep dive Wack. 80s. But they was getting laid. So they was getting laid. Respect. Hey, hey, girl pants. Hey, girls, it, be, hey, it girls, beats having a war. Girls love these dorks. They did fucking dorks. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, yeah, they had the same pants as women. Damn. Okay, I'm just saying, Crabcore was, was like, the thing in the 80s, though. I yeah, it was like about. hardcore Shalimar and shit. You know what I'm saying? So what kind of music you you kind of growing up on before you found Oh, um classic rock, you know what I mean, Billy Joel of course, I had yes, to go to church forever, so all gospel, Anita, fuck, I can't even think of. Name Billy. one. Cuz like we used to my my father's a steel worker. Okay. So we would if there was a family function or an event or something, we would all go to the steel workers union hall and then there you'd hear like, I didn't know these songs were by these. I didn't know the time of Prince. That's just the songs that come on at the cookout. Oh, or at, got you. Yeah, got I didn't explore it till I got older and found out, like, oh, that's what's going on here. Got that's you. just what was playing. So, like, the hit, you meet these fucking nerds now, and they call themselves hip-hop heads, and they the same age as me, and they're looking back on this shit fondly. It's like this whole thing to them. I'm like, yep, that's what was on. Yeah. That's, wow. I didn't get a choice. I wanted to listen to this. They said we putting on Illmatic, so you listen to Illmatic. Yes. I got a question. I how love the fuck? That. Is, how can fuck? How the fuck is Maryland so redneck? It's a southern it's state. A southern but the state, Mason Dixon. Bro. Oh really? Remember yeah. Harriet Tubman was from Maryland. It's a southern the city, state. Yeah, the it's city crazy. is small. It's like yeah, city. Small. Maryland, it's most small. of Maryland is very rural. Yeah, and really? rednecky. Yeah. Oh damn. Is it that's st- why they so they talk about Baltimore so negatively because that's where all the industry was. That's where the workers were. Yeah. So people would take that money from Baltimore and then go to fuck somewhere else. Is it still Damn. rednecky still to this day? Is it yeah. more open mind? Yeah. In the, in the I, cut, yeah. I used to pick up bodies for the state of Maryland and like uh, that, yeah. anatomical donations and all that. And like you go around and two in the morning, Meemaw just passed and my black ass show up. And some people would be indignant. They not You're not going to tell me leave. You're not going to let grandma stay in this house dead. I know that much. But you can tell they didn't want me in well, there. Well, you did what? I used to pick up dead bodies. Yeah, bro. For what? You the state of Maryland. That. For money. <laughs> <laughs> it was a job. 
I was yo, like, can it, you say that out loud? Yo, it was his job, man. It was his job. Yeah. So when the hitman would do his thing, you would go up. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you would hire him. No, so. <laughs> Ray, yo, some night, Ray Donovan night we, shit. We were dropping somebody off one night. This cat came up to us and was like, do y'all take any side work? I was like, I don't really. They no. do side work here, pimp. For real? Give wow. me on Instagram. Damn. <laughs> Damn. That, that's a job. That. Yeah. That's a job. It was fine. It was fine? No, it wasn't fine. I'm fucked up. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> you got PTSD from me? A little bit. Yo, you see really? some, it was you heavy. some wild shit. I'm like, sure. Case in point, young man, uh, he was a veteran. His old lady went out. They had just got this condo. It was, wasn't even no furniture in this joint. She left. He put the beanbag chair against the, wall, against the door, blew his brains out with a shotgun. She couldn't get in, called the police. They busted in. Uh, brain all sweat and shit. I put his brain in the bag and his bag in the body and got the fuck out of there. Are you wearing one of those, those, those suits? Nah, I wear just a white shirt, black tie, some pants, like some church clothes. Some yeah. hazmat shit. Some rubber gloves yeah, on, get that shit, shit on, decomps. And you got like a mask on and shit? Nah, decomps all. You go in there and do it. We ain't got time for that shit. Damn. Put the body in the bag. We got another one to pick up. Someone's dying every second of the day. How did you Damn. get this job and did you just apply for it because you were looking Indeed. for a job? Indeed, what? I applied on Indeed and uh, did the interview. <laughs> I talked. I talked to the guy. He was Indeed. like, "So you think you can do it?" And then he said, I, "You think you can do it?" I had child support payments, so like, mm. yeah, what do you mean we the went. There was a job. Yeah, we was doing a job. the job. He's Damn. like trying How to long ago you. did you do this job? How long ago was this job? Shit, it was pre and post pandemic. So probably about two years ago is when I stopped. Wow. And the only reason I stopped is because the person I was working for, the way he ran his business, I didn't necessarily like. So I yeah. just left. Oh, it had nothing to do with picking up the bodies. I, I can't. I talk to him all the time. If this shit ever pop, I'm open a crematorium. We gonna get back to it. Someone's dying every second of the day. We, there's money to be made. <laughs> Dude, you're the first person saying the hardcore band to say they want, might open a crematory. That's fucking. Because then you can put the homies on too. Yeah. Twenty four hours a day. How hey, can the misfits never did shit like that? Because they not as cool as us. You know who worked in a. You know. You know who worked in a, in a morgue? Like, who? Uh, Jonathan Davis from Corn. Okay. I can see that. He worked, okay. He worked in some wild shit like that. Uh, All right. He like he even wrote a song about a fucked up story of what happened to it was It was a baby. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I had to pick up a two-year-old one day, and she was wearing the same shirt as my daughter. Oh, and man. I was like, damn, this is real surreal. Let me call my baby mother when I get out of here. Holy shit. Yeah. But people, that's the thing. I'm not, people pass. If yeah, you're alive, you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. So that's just what so it is. So that's the craziest job you ever had? Sure. Okay. One <laughs> <laughs> that you could talk about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Damn. I mean, you know, um, money. So I, I, <laughs> yo, how were you in school? How was I? Yeah. Um, teachers love me. Fuck school. Facts. I hate school. Yeah, things. I would just go chop it up with them. I'd eat lunch with teachers, not knowing no brown nose and shit. I ain't do no homework or give a fuck. Like my ninth grade English teacher, I just messaged her the other day. Her and my tenth grade history teacher got married. I went to their wedding. I know their kids. I oh, used to watch cool. their house. Like, yeah, that's amazing. I was just there to socialize. Yeah, and did charm. you did you graduate? Yeah. Oh, I had no choice. My old man ain't played that shit. You super strict? Nah. Yeah. For I wasn't allowed to lock doors or have people over till i moved out so and how old when you moved out 2020 wow yeah so it's his house got you can't nobody steal your shit if they don't know what's in this bitch so you better not have nobody in my motherfucking house that's a quote wow okay so super write that down (laughs) (laughs) so super yeah 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 Yeah. wow 
and like you know the church and and all that shit. So like you went to church most of your life until I got a job. Okay. So like oh whatever rebellion you see me doing was legit. Like you, they may not let me back in the house when I come home. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a pretty rebellious kid from that. Yeah, for the most part. Damn. But not like dumb. I'm not gonna crash out. Yeah. Well, we you know we gonna set something on fire. <laughs> Were you getting in trouble a lot? Fuck no. I'm good at this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more. I swear to God, I'm more afraid of my old man than I ever be at jail. Mm. Cause you know, go to jail, I can hide out from him, but he know where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. So he definitely, so he graduated. And it was all good and good grades, and no, but just barely enough Skin to get out. Yeah, I got. I did my thing, got out of there. And then, what was your goals at that point? Not die. Gotcha. No I co- go to shows. I I ain't never really had no goals or aspirations for real. So no college, obviously. I tried, mm. but it was either military, job, or college. And uh, I didn't want to do none of that. So I just sort of. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I don't know. I just. I've been given a lot of free time to think. That's how I got into this punk shit. So, yeah. 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 yeah I, could, I go live with the homies and have a job and we can go to shows and be drinking and getting tattoos and having fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you first get into uh, going to shows in high school? Yeah. 14, 15. That was actually my first exposure to the hardcore shit. Um, you know, the internet, MySpace, because remember, I'm black. MySpace. MySpace. So, like, you see these pictures and hear about what happened at the show or whatever, so you want to go. So I just went. And I obviously, I ain't know nobody. I go by myself, catch the bus. That was, like, my claim to fame. They like, yo, how'd you get here? I walked two and a <laughs> half, three hours to the gig because they weren't driving me to... Yeah. <laughs> one, 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 nobody home. So yeah. you either caught the bus or you walked to the show. Were you listening to that type of music at home or you just found it online? I'm going to check it out. Uh, yeah, I found it online and checked it out. And then, of course, what were some of the bands you remember? Oh, like early, like fucking Dead Above Ground Ugh. and Lilu Dallas. My America's Watching Tigers Die. Like local, you okay, know, local, local stuff. Okay. VFW yeah, okay, type okay. shit. I never heard any of those bands. I was like, exactly. Okay, okay. But don't uh, look <laughs> Shit, by the time. Alarmed. Shout out Alarmed. But then by the time. I got like I really got out there, jumped out there. The Trapped on the Ice demo dropped. Gotcha. And I don't think I need to speak more on that. Mm. Yeah. Game changer. And they were down the street. That's sick. Fuck, Justice and my brother went to high school together. Oh wow. Yeah. And of course, Ruiner. Shout out Rob Sullivan, all those people. Shout out to Justice, who's like an incredible genius songwriter. For Everything real. he does, and it's incredible, man. Like boy, he got some magic in. Yeah, he really, he really does, man. So that's a great cool. guy. Yeah, it's yeah, he's a good kid, and he, and that's like he's like the local guy really doing shit that, yeah. at that point, right? At that point, yeah. And you had no aspirations of even singing or being in a hardcore band. Not, I mean, if anything, I wanted to be in a band just because I like the music. Yeah, but I didn't. I don't know. I was just going to the show. Yeah. So your first show, did you bug out when you saw the bands with people moshing and shit like that? Or you just well, remember I had the internet, so I had, you already I had seen all seen that. It. Sh- yeah, and then yeah. I was like, I was more anxious to jump out there and do it. <laughs> Yeah, and then I jumped out there and did it. Like, well, I was also in the punk, so like my first real show was the Subhumans. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's like legit. my first actual punk show was the Subhumans at the Auto Bar, and I got the stage dive. I was all nervous and shit, but it was fun. How old were you? Sixteen. That was okay. two thousand six. Yeah. Damn, it's so crazy it's hearing like the two thousand just because how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like those are the first shows. It's it's crazy, right? Uh, what about you, Chris? How about your uh? To rock, and, uh, so, let me say, this guy used to wear pull the, that to your face. You pull it to your face. He used to wear the goggles in the pit. Oh, oh yeah, that's I hard. Respects. Well, I play sports. Okay, so you're not gonna knock me the fuck out. I better. Is you have a mouthpiece too? Nah, that's crazy. Yo, back in the day, 
in the pits were really? crazy, like Fury of Five, all these different shows. People wear mouthpieces, bro. It was crazy, man. Y'all were just like doing too much. <laughs> That's crazy. It was legit, yeah. Who, who was it that, oh, Bulldoze. Bulldoze, yeah. Uh, he would get Gnarly, down. gnarly dance. Who, Kev won? Gnarly shows when they played, man. Like, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace. Insane shows. What about you? But yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we're, we're like, we're all, I mean, most of us are the same age. Man, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I knew that so, shit was coming. <laughs> yeah, me, I've known Chris. It's wild as shit that we in a band together. Because okay. we've just known, we've been around forever. Okay. You know what I mean? But TUI was just like the hometown heroes. So yeah. like going to those, like it, it'd be like us 10 there watching them. Just going off every time. We see them like every going weekend. And it's hard. Okay. Just beating the shit out of each other. But <laughs> um, yeah, now we're in a band. I together. broke my arm moshing to one of his bands one time. Really? Oh. What, was a, what was the band? Uh, uh, Peacekeeper. Peacekeeper. Okay. I was fucking getting busy, and I hit. I went to go do like a handstand, but the floor was wet, and my shoulder gave out, and I dislocated my arm. Fuck. Yeah. And I hopped up, walked outside laughing. I was like, I can't believe I broke my fucking arm. <laughs> he, does, he does cartwheels on stage. I'm like, how are you still doing that? Like, I'd be scared that it would just pop out. Spirit. Are you impressed by that? <laughs> cartwheel shit. It's sick. That's impressive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Nah, you should do it. Because he's a cheerleader. That's I know. Awesome. That's what I'm saying. You could definitely go off. Yeah, I could. But like sometimes, I knocked my man Pat out on his birthday doing a cartwheel. Out cold. In Gary, Indiana. He on still stage. played. On stage? He yeah. didn't stop playing. It was so sick. Fuck, so you actually he, knocked out? He caught me like right on the back of my head because I didn't see him doing it. And I started to go down. Johnny, that's not here, hooked my arms when I went so I wouldn't hit the floor. I came up, just like looked. Didn't know, then finished. But Did you that, know what happened? You just kept moving. We just, I was just playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like I knew that he had hit me, but I it didn't click that I got knocked out. But like, I definitely just was able to finish. But I don't Damn. remember like the second half of that day. We just all. looked at each other like, "Dirt." Yeah, <laughs> dude. Seeing bad. the video of it, <laughs> like somebody posted it on Twitter. I think and seeing the video the next day, I was like, "Oof." Because I had a double old man wheel. gets knocked double out. Car wheel. Okay. So he got hit old on man the dies at shows. <laughs> by the time I clapped him, that's amazing. I had no, I just he's just cartwheeling across, and I was turned the other way, and just got me, got me good. And what about you with these guys? How long have you known them, and how'd you guys meet too? Uh, I guess probably like I met Ray through his cousin because I was working at the same bar with him, and then like I have a bar at home called Metro Gallery, and like hired Ray to work there. I've known Akil because he'd always come in and see me bartend. Gons would always come in, hang out, like, when I was working there. So, like, I'd, I'd seen them all for a long time. And then, like, they needed a fill-in right when One Way came out. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, I can do three shows. And then now it's been, this is history. like, four years, probably. Three yeah. years. That's yeah. why so if we're ever real possessive, like, if you ever hear me say that person ain't from Baltimore, it's because we've been around long enough, like, fuck you come from? Mm. Because, like, there's only, like you said, there's only a certain amount of us who done thugged it out. Yeah. So when a new person comes in, it's like, I ain't never seen you anywhere before. Who are you? Where are you from? Plus, we've been torn enough that like, I, you say you from somewhere and you also don't know these people from over there as well. Oh, they don't know you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, come on. Nah. Nah, <laughs> you're not, you not verified around this bitch. Get away from me. <laughs> but you see can come in and hang out till we trust you, but like, don't come over here. Yeah. We are not fucking friends. Damn. At all. Just because you see me on the internet, do not make us friends. Do not come around me at the wrong time. I respect that. What the about boys, you, Ray? The dogs bite. I highly respect that. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. My it, dogs it's bite. A weird, it's a weird thing yeah. in, in comedy, too. Like, Because people see see you all the time on like 
like with comedy, like they see us on online, they see us on podcasts. And so like sometimes like like fans like will come up to you like I I told a fan to get the fuck out of my face one time. Mm. You know, because he, he came up, he was just like, he started talking shit to me. I said, I don't know you. He's like, nah, but I watch. I, I go, you watch me. I do not and know you. I ain't you. never seen you. Mm. I was like, he was like, I, get I said, no, you got to get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> I'm sorry. Nah. I sorry. was like, nah, you, nah, you, you, you st overstepped your boundaries. And I, and I got to give it up for the, my boys back home because like, they really don't let nobody get close to me no more. If we're over here doing this, yeah, we're over here doing this. Yeah. Hmm. Unless Weird, we, huh? unless you get waved over this, but but it's a safety measure because, like you say, even with the little bit of a claim we gotten, I see the way people try to talk slick or get yeah. close and shit like that. I'm like, I'm, huh? Last night, like even on stage. Yeah, last night. What happened? Go tell him what happened tell last him. night. Do you know what happened <laughs> on stage last night? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, that, I don't they, know that I know what happened. Either. What happened? Well, he was trying to get like everybody. Oh, oh yeah. He was trying to get everybody to do a little moment of silence, and this one dude just kept like telling him to shut up and like start playing and all that shit. And like he was like actually getting mad. And he's like, oh, I don't shit. fucking, I don't know you. Like, yeah, this isn't like, a don't joke. Let, don't like, let that ha ha he he shit fool you. Rest in peace, Sinead O'Connor. Yes. Shorty deserved at least. Oh, you did it for Sinead last night. She deserved at least two seconds oh, of shutting the fuck up. Yes. And they would not shut the fuck up. Thank you for doing that. She's my fucking hero. That's you amazing you did that. That fuck. was she she put her she sacrificed herself Dude, for the greater good. She was like she the most two seconds. fucking human ever who first of all rocked the public enemy logo on her head because they wouldn't acknowledge hip hop as a genre on Grammys back then, so she did that because public enemy was boycotting the Grammys, so she did that. Yeah. Then ripping up the Pope and calling all that injustice out that actually came out truthfully later on after they already canceled her and kicked her to the side pre-cancel culture and then did his fucking threw it to the side it's horrible dude it's horrible. it's so sad man and she was aging rough her son killed himself last year he was 17 years old and it's just rough man super punk rock who spoke out and used her voice and actually did shit you know what i mean Coming she deserved she at least five seconds of silence damn thank right. you so somebody well, was acting stupid yeah but like i could tell you it's funny because they know me they could tell i was getting serious i'm like that's fucking crazy that you won't shut the fuck up because back home for real i beat niggas asses for shit i don't like certain levels of disrespect mm -hmm. i can tolerate a ton of stuff some things are sacred yeah be quiet for yeah it's only a couple of seconds yeah we're gonna play yeah damn so the person who did that he got he got called out yeah he lucky he hop on stage like he lucky he wasn't close enough. I'd have soccer kicked him. Sorry. <laughs> uh, what about you, Ray? Where you growing up and shit? Uh, so as far as I was a metalhead, so I was a yeah. metal dude, and uh, obviously in the two thousands, the you know mixed bill was huge. It was and, totally huge. Yeah, and so I was into thrash and like grindcore and stuff. But at the time, every kid wanted to be in a metalcore band. Yeah. So I found some other musicians. They wanted to play in you know metalcore kind of stuff. So I play with hardcore bands all the time. But I was always on the metal side of things. I think uh, one with the Underdogs when that came out. Sick. That album, I remember we listened to it in jazz band class because the jazz band teacher was a complete prick. So we would always fuck around in his class. And my vocalist, because I ended up starting a band, the vocalist of the metalcore band uh, put it on in jazz band. And so we just listened to it front to back. And the teacher locked himself in his office and was just doing emails. He hated us. <laughs> and so that album was definitely like started to push me towards, all right, maybe because the local hardcore bands at the time in my area were fucking terrible. Okay. I mean, you know, so like 
the metal bands were better. So I was just like, you know, but then checking them out, that obviously pushed. And then Trapped Under Ice obviously was a big thing. But the first time I started linking up with these guys, actually, the first time I technically met Akil was in a Twitching Tongues pit. They were covering Master Killer. Nice. So Water. I was in there and Akil, we like made eye contact and he just grabs me and just starts headbutting me in the face just over and nice. over. And so I tried to talk to him after the show. He was outside and I was like, yo, that was hard. And he's like, get the fuck away from me. And I was like, I was like, yo, this dude is fucking real. I love that shit though. So I left, but then we ended up, I saw him singing for Malicious Code, which was his first band. Yeah. And I was Shout like, out the code. yeah. And that was the dude we had to poach him, and unfortunately, and so that band. You, yeah. uh, <laughs> you weren't happy with the other band. I didn't know I was unhappy. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, it's, uh, after I got to be in this one, that band would tell me what, what are these songs about? What kind of lyrics are this? I'm like, well, I'm not a white boy from the county. I can't write songs about being trans or the, or the gay right. I'm not gay or trans. That's not my ministry. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm definitely not going to write a song to try to placate to a motherfucker because I'm not writing songs to try to make fans. I'm yeah. writing songs to get it out. Yeah. So. I respect that. Thank you. Coming from a whole different world. Yeah. You guys. He actually almost sang in Peacekeeper too. We, oh, tried, yeah. to get, we tried to get him to sing oh, in did? our old band and then it, uh, and then it didn't work out and then, but now it worked out. <laughs> what about you, sir? Were you in other bands too before that? The list goes on. Yeah, like, you were in a lot of bands? I, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to try. I mean, I, I'm significantly older than them. Okay. Like I'm like I'll be 43 in a couple weeks. Okay. But yeah. the oldest in the band. By, yeah. <laughs> What's your old ass? Yeah, Pat, 43. Go ahead. Say what you need to say right now. No, you don't. You don't look. You don't like look at. You don't look at man. I believe you. You don't look at though. No, pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have it. He's like, he's Let's like, get you're, reminded. He's like you're rusty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Man, Russie's cold blooded. But for real, we only ever recognize Pat's age when he says something old. I don't view Pat as like a forty okay. plus. Like that's just I my don't man. Feel like I'm that old. Though. That's just no. my man. Or when he smokes parliaments. And forties isn't that old though. <laughs> yeah, though. No, not now. You smoke parliaments? <laughs> yep. Okay, sick. That shit ain't yeah. sick. That old bullshit. Smoke <laughs> like a new port, nigga. Smoking Kent lights <laughs> and a soft pack. <laughs> soft pack got them rolled up. So you in the scene this? for a longer time. Yeah, You've been like around. I, the I started doing a band. Yeah, when I was like 16, the dudes I went to high school with, it's called Code Blue because we all were obsessed with TSOL. Nice. At Hell the yeah. time. Great record. There was this, there was like a West Coast punk comp that me and like three of us got at like the record and tape traders or wherever the fuck it was we got it. And it was like Wasted Youth, TSOL, Circle Jerks, like all kinds. Like was all that of, This Is Boston, Not LA? It wasn't This Is Boston, Not LA. Okay, okay. It was like, it wasn't even oh, my, like, my bad, it was the opposite. But, my, stupid, sorry. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, and then we were like, oh, we'll just start this band. So we just kind of started playing shows. And like, we were a band for like a couple of years. And then I went up doing like another band called Game Winner. Like, nothing really ever popped off at all. But like, did a band called Game Winner that was like total just youth crew. Nice. Warship. <laughs> uh, did a band called Never Enough for a little while that was like fast, like Poison Idea meets like nice Warzone parts too, kind of. That's so, yeah. They played and, a lot of the shows. Yeah, we played the, <laughs> yeah. the bands that, uh, Weren't good in Baltimore, and he was listening to metalcore. That was the band that I was doing then. So, uh, yeah, then I did. Uh, there was a band called Orange's Band that used to be on Lookout that I played in for a while. Oh, nice. Uh, was in a band called Old Lines that was on No Sleep Records. Did a band called Neolithic with uh, some of the Coke Bust and Ruiner guys, and then these guys poached me from that. So, I probably missed a couple in there, but that's a lot, man. That's, yeah. a, that's a heavy resume. I dropped out of college my first semester went on tour and then never stopped like i haven't stopped I've, i have never not done something with the band since i was like 15 
What was your major in college? Oh, dropping out. Okay. <laughs> partying. Yeah, I wasn't really partying that much then. Hmm. That all that all came later. So the whole band pretty much parties. Yeah. Yeah, but no, no you Chris. Yeah. I'm seven years sober. Oh wow, man! Congratulations, man. But when he did party, he was one he of the best. He was. He was one of the best. So kinda, I loved it. You kind of miss him partying? Hell no. Okay, no. Okay. No, he's a liability. But that's my man's. So that's just how it so is. So you were like a wild drunk kind of. Okay. Absolutely. Like like wild and not in a good way. Yeah, like he's fighting the wrong dude. Uh, uh, yeah. He's, he's fighting the wrong guy. His his pants are down. His uh, you know. Okay. Playing the same song twice. Chris, Ooh. we can't fight this bar crawl. They're female teachers. <laughs> <laughs> they got one dude. We can't. Fuck that bitch. We, so you guys are. <laughs> that bitch looked at me. <laughs> oh, Christmas sweater wearing bitch, dumb. So then, how how'd you guys all get together for end it? Like, how does that finally happen after all the other bands? So me and Akil are the only original members from the first year. So we had a year with uh, our original drummer and bassist. We were a four-piece. Gotcha. And me and the drummer started jamming in like 2016, and um, we were searching around for vocalists and stuff, and then the bassist ended up joining in 2016. And eventually we found Akil, and our first show was February 2017 with Chrome Eggs. And we got two hours notice, yeah. something like that. We weren't supposed to play. Which Chrome Eggs? With John, with John. Craig, it was Mackie? Fucking, it was Mackie, Craig ahead, AJ, and JJ. Fire. That yeah. shit was fire. It's and my man Black lineup. Nick bought AJ's uh, guitar that he recorded the first Leeway album. Damn, later that Born Expired. Wow. Born, yeah, yeah. He, he bought the Born to Inspire guitar. Yep. Wow. And then that's a great lineup, man. So, so real quick, let me catch you up. So yeah, then yeah, we would sit around. After he bought the guitar, we'd be in the crib talking dumb hardcore shit till three in the Play. morning and be like, blah, 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 blah. We got the Leeway guitar in the corner. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. That was awesome. Such so cool shit. Wee, 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 Oh, yeah. That's sick. But, so that was uh, the first show of the Chromax. Yeah. Damn. And then we did our first tour. We signed a flat spot. And because Che had wanted to release a Baltimore thing, there really wasn't much hardcore going on in Baltimore at the time. Mm. Like shows weren't what they were five years before that yeah. at all. And we lost Charm City Art Space, obviously. So like there were some hits to the scene. Some venues weren't comfortable doing hardcore. So it was really like kind of starting from the bottom up at that time, like finding venues to do it, finding stuff. And uh, we did our first tour and lost our drummer after that got Chris. Uh, things just didn't work out. Um, with that guy, but 2018, Chris joined the band. Something yeah, like and then yeah. when did you join? Uh, 2020. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, right, right before okay. COVID. Right before one COVID was coming out. Yeah, we did a four day run for the one way track EP, and then a couple weeks later, I think the COVID stuff started popping up. So yeah. you did that one show at Auto for your birthday ceremony with ceremony. Yeah, yeah. day before my birthday, and I figured that was my I thought that was to be the last show that I yeah. played. Then yeah, I'm stuck. So the band just kind of uh, got going. Then the COVID hit, basically. Yeah. 2017 was the first EP, right? Yes. Yeah. And then COVID hits, and you guys are kind of just like, were you building moment momentum up until that point? Absolutely. We were on a bunch of fest, like for the first oh, time. United, we Blood United Blood. Oh, okay. It was it was popping. Yeah, we we hadn't done any fest yet, so it was like finally it's like happening, and then you know. You know how I first heard your band. Heard uh, first time I heard it end it was because. Kevin Titt. Yep, shout okay. out Kevin Titt. I was doing shows in D.C. January 2020. Okay. And uh, Kevin Titt was opening for me. Yes. And he hit the, I want to say the, I was doing like three nights at this venue. And he, uh, uh, maybe the second night, 
he hits me up. He goes, Joe, it's o- is it okay if I find you a, a new opener for the night? Uh, I'm going to see uh, a band play. And uh, I, he goes, is this weird? Like, is, is that okay? I was like, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you know, because we had been talking punk and hardcore, hardcore or whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. You know, uh, um, just just from, you know, doing the show over the weekend. And then I was like, yeah, go do that. And he, and he, he goes, this band ended, and then he sent me your stuff. Hell yeah. That's how That's I found out end. about ended. <laughs> also, that first show, I remember being there, and Jay put on the ended songs in between sets. After they played, he was putting on the demo. Like, oh, that's in cool. It's like ruthless. I mean, I hear a lot of influences in ended. Um, Maximum Penalty being a major one for oh, me. Oh, for sure. Uh, Leeway, Burn. Um, obviously, Gut In's taking next step up because they're from there. But I hear, I hear a little bit of rabies, too, in some of your vocal stylings, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So those I hit so the, like hit early them all. New York hardcore. That's yeah. that's hardcore. That is hardcore for us. You know, we are from we the mid Atlantic, but New York is New York. Yeah. So of course it's gonna trickle down and that's how we get it. So that's a major influence. And of course the bad brains moved to New York. Yeah, these are yeah. major influences. Early New York hardcore, crumb suckers, all that shit. That's that's all of our shit. Yeah. Okay. It can totally hear that music. The Iceman were my favorite. Yeah. Oh shit. No, nobody ever mentions the Iceman on here, man. I got an Iceman tattoo on my no leg. No way. Yep. Rest in peace, Carl Marshall. I also Carl have Marshall. an H2O tattoo. I know. I saw it. Thank you for that. I appreciate <laughs> that. Um, yeah, Carl was an ill front man, dude, with Mackie on drums. That's a very underrated hardcore band, dude. Sheer, Iceman. I think Sheer Terror, especially with like oh, the live banter and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, I was gonna my say he's gonna... Yeah, I love Paul Bear so far. I'm gonna cry when he dies, I swear to God. I love Paul, yo. Cause like Paul, me and Paul are the same. I'm yeah. gonna sit in the corner, cause fuck you kids. I'm out of my mind. I'm just gonna sit down over here. <laughs> you guys have fun. Just sweating. Just sweating and laughing. If you come over and talk to me, I'll talk just to talking you. Just talking shit on stage. Yeah, I was just gonna, talking shit. I have it down dude. your stage banter, it's got a, a comp uh Comedy vibe too. This way, the way he talks on stage, just talking shit, just having fun. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I thought that's what you were supposed to do. Like, mm-hmm. at least when I started going to shows, you'd be yelling shit and throwing stuff. I don't think you should be spitting on people. That's crazy. Yeah, you know how punks do. <laughs> yeah. But like th- throwing beers around and hurting each other, saying horrible things. Yeah, Jimmy Gestapo too. Murphy's Law, man. Yeah, exactly. Incredible frontman as well. But yeah, guy. Paul Shearer is another one. Yeah. What about you, sir? As far as what, sorry. Inspirations like that for End It. Ooh, I mean, I don't, Ray does a lot of the songwriting, so, or all of it, really. So, as far on that end. Leeway. I don't leeway. know if you said Leeway yeah, yet, sure, but leeway, yeah. uh, Breakdown, Leeway, you know, mm. Breakdown was oh, huge. Break, Actually, we used to listen to so much Breakdown when yeah. we started this band. Yeah. Like, seriously. Lots Shout of Breakdown. Specifically, I mean, like, anything Mike Dijon has done is, I Shout feel Shout out like, to Mike Dijon, man. too, man. Yeah, Craig, dude, I love Dijon. We love Dijon. Songwriter. Crown of Thorns, bro, Riffs. Riffs, yeah, riffs. riffs for days, yeah, yeah. Outburst, yeah, it's another one too. Underdog, <sighs> Underdog's one of the greatest. Vanishing points, one of the best records, man. Seriously, yeah, I have to get you into more Underdog stuff. Yeah, Truck Chase too, yeah. So then, so the so the pandemic hit. You guys are kind of just kind of sitting still then at that point. Yeah, we didn't. Um, did we have other songs written when the pandemic started? Not yet, I don't think. Nothing. I, no, I think. Ray does all the music. He do all the arrangements. Okay. I do most of the lyrics. Okay. I had some stuff, but it was really hard to write during the pandemic. I think I threw away more stuff than anything. Because didn't we write? We wrote stuff like last second for that last EP. So Yeah. A couple of them we wrote in studio. So I think I did start writing, but like it was hard to have practice and everyone's life was turned upside down. So like the influence was hard to find. What were you guys doing? Just all working and stuff? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. We're just pushing merch to Push stay it. relevant. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Shout yeah. out Chris. Shout out Chris. Doing merch drops. And th- well, didn't we donate like two grand in the midst of the pandemic? Three. Okay. Oh, so we were helping. We did what the fuck we could. With yeah. What we had. And then still just waiting to play, basically, huh? Yeah. Because shit was really going on. And I feel like since the pandemic came back to life, it's gone uh, ba- pretty much. Is that hardcore is just thriving? People yeah. waiting for like two and a half, three years. I feel like it's bigger than ever, ever been. People watching videos online, waiting to go to a show and seeing different things all around. They the- want to shake my hand when I'm done performing. It's and the, that's a new thing? That's so weird to me. This is hardcore. We not Remember, <laughs> hardcore full of fucking weirdos. You're not supposed to really let a nigga know you like his bang. You just be like, hey, get set. I, would, I, I know I ain't been listening to it for like three months straight. That was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine walking up to like Tad after you saw Stout. Hell Being oh, like, yeah, good set. Day, yeah. <laughs> and he's just staring at you like, the fuck? <laughs> but you guys obviously feel it because the band's crushing it. But coming out of the pandemic, a lot's changed for you guys, right? Oh, yeah. This is a different world in uh, certain regards. The kids are a lot more... What's the word I can put on it? Normal. Mm. They're normal fucking people who enjoy the music. So more Whereas kind of like we civilians. were looking for a community. Yeah. Hella civil... Perfect word for it. Hella civilians. Okay. Just being in regular civilian cells. I mean, I feel like part of that is the turnstile umbrella trickling down to all the bands that they like and they prop up and they talk about and they're all from the same kind of area. I think a lot of those kids who aren't really from the scene of going to turnstile, they're like opening up kids' minds to check out other things that, that turnstile fuck with. And I feel like that's having an effect on a lot of the bands in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you if you're I mean? not a, if you're not so much of a jerk off, you know, just, you really just gotta be not, cause it's not the same, these people aren't coming to assault you or G check you or nothing like that. They just nice regular people. Yeah. So you have to treat them like a regular person. Yeah. Is it hard for you to to um take a compliment about your band or I'm getting more used to it. Yeah. But he, like yeah, in terms He loves of this, compliments. You do? I love I need them. He likes them. <laughs> <laughs> but like I don't uh I'm not necessarily seeking them. Yeah. You know? I'm just here to play the songs. I'm glad you like them. But you're not insecure about your shit and like the way you guys sound or just being a front man or you get nervous or uh, if anything, that's just regular being a weird dude. Yeah, same, same. You know, yeah. I still get nervous. That's all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I'm just weird. That's all. Yeah. Are you a harsh critic of yourself? Not necessarily. Because mm-hmm. so, I've just I've messed up so many times in other situations. Some shit just what it's gonna be. Yeah. You know. But I don't know. It's just weird. That's the perfect word for it. To have these civilians come up and like, I love, I appreciate your music. You got me to stop drinking. I'm like, well, you told somebody, you told a stranger that out loud? I would never. But that's what's up. That's amazing, man. Yeah. It's powerful. I mean, this music's uh, so powerful. It is. And because you guys, I'm doing for other people what it did for me, which mm-hmm. is why neglect. There's so Ooh, much neglect. Now, in the yeah. lyrics, I'm straight up biting neglect. Yeah. In some of those songs. Because I didn't even know you could write songs like that before I listened to them. Yeah. Are you, were you like writing? As a kid, like doing writing or poems or journaling I, or anything. Nah, or uh, well, obviously grew up in the church, always children's choir, all that shit. But um, my older brother, when he was in the Marine Corps, he started rapping real heavy, and then he came out. He came into the reserves, got a studio, got a Korg Triton. You feel me? We was up, and <laughs> I was just recording. My bro- my older brother rock because we that eight year difference. They always rapping and freestyling and shit. So he'd be like, "Kill, give me 16. And I tried to be shy, and he punched me in my chest and be like, "Give me 16. So you had to learn how to spit, because wow. I'm still young as the three boys. Like, you yeah. know, worst on the worst, y'all just fuck you up, right? Yeah. So you gonna do it? 
or you won't do it. Yeah. <laughs> so like I've been freestyling. They like I blow their mind sometimes. If I get in one, I'll just keep going. And they're like, we forgot you can do that sometimes. In the van. In the van. Over top of a Steely Dan. Over top of Steely Dan? Over top of Steely Dan while Steely Dan's going on. Did you ever record some stuff? Yeah, I got a couple songs. I got a couple hip-hop tracks out on YouTube. But even when I made those, it was just to kill time. Yeah. Yeah. Would you put some of that stuff on an ended record? We probably, I'll probably spit something if uh, we get the right thing. Or do like during the set as an interlude or something. You know what I mean? Like Probably should. I we like can't. We can't. When we did the audio tree thing, I, you know, I start most sets with uh, singing someone else's song. Yeah. And Chris was like, "All right, we can start the set, but you're not allowed to just sing someone else's music mm. because this isn't a live performance." And we, it's like, damn, we could have a ballad or a little ditty or something. I like <laughs> I like Odez from uh, Zulu rhymes too, and he drops videos here yeah, and there and stuff yeah. like that. It's That's awesome. So cool. You guys, you guys did that too. It was Freddie and Hoya on the Hazen Street record. Oh yeah, they did a rhyme too. They, they did, did a, they did a rap on that record. You're right. The Hazen Street outro intro, I think one of those. Uh, yeah, I think yeah. it's outro. Yeah, Fred and Hoy can rhyme together. They sound good together. Okay, you know I just talked to Hoy like a week or two ago. I know. I saw you. You on, you on this thing? You're on the on show? Yeah, I was on the smoking word. He's the best, dude. I love him. He's <laughs> legit. So he's a real. A he's one of the realest yeah. man. He's a real fucking That's the human. Mo- like we talked about the kids coming and dap me up and being all polite and shit. Of course, Mad Balls, Mad, I would never. I've <laughs> seen, I've seen Hoy, I've watched Mad Ball play and seen Hoy over there by himself. And I know it, even at that age, I could have been like, hey, um, blah, 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 just like something. I still wouldn't do it. And yeah. now I'm backstage standing next to him, like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they fucking it up, ain't they? That's crazy. But he's, they're, they're, yeah. I know what you're saying, though. Yeah. That stigma about it. But yeah, Hoy's an amazing, awesome human. Like, I felt that you, you, the first time you took me to see Madball. At 1720, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he they, was like, what the hell? He's I was first like, what time. the hell is this? You never seen oh, Harvey? You had never seen Harvey? No, or Madball, yeah. Perfect show to go see. Gooned out. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. You ain't even know what you want, did you? No. <laughs> but th- they're hands down, not just because I, I grew up with them, my friends, like the realest, one of the realest New York hardcore bands that actually lives everything they sing about. On yeah. and off stage and yeah. just fucking, they kill it, man. This fucking killer, solid band, you know. Born into hardcore. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. Nine, yeah. Eight or nine years old on tour, like those video, those videos of him, like eight, just like singing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so <laughs> sick. So Mad so Mad a uh, big inspiration for you guys too. Oh yeah, we love Mad Oh yeah, Mad great. Yeah. Mad yeah, and the riffs, absolutely. I mean that. I mean that's like the blueprint for like modern Seriously. hardcore riffing. Mm. Like Matt Henderson, man. Matt Henderson, like a hundred percent. Shout out to Matt Henderson, man. You put Ball of Destruction on. I'm moshing. Yeah, yeah. And I, we don't even mosh no more. <laughs> <laughs> ending, ending a song on a fast part. Mad Ball. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Damn, student, no moshing for you. Retired from that life. Only because I got to stay healthy to one go to work and do this. But like, say this go by the wayside, and my life fucked up. You back in the pit? What? <laughs> because it's funny to watch the kids now. You know the the pit all star. It's the biggest kid in there, mm. and it's like, nigga, you twenty years old. Yeah, I got any style. Shoes, yo. But you gotta let them live. Yeah. Because what they got to do with me? It's interesting how all the old style dancing's coming back. That the crowd killing and the windmilling, all the shit from the kind of mid nineties era. Yeah. I see it coming back now. Like it's interesting little the little kids doing the crowd now. It's just like and I feel like some of those clips is because of the shit they saw during the pandemic. Yeah. Or, or shit went viral. Some of those uh videos from Sound and Fury and stuff and kids seeing how people are dancing now. They're kinda like, like want, wanting to do that at the show. You don't know you can do something sometimes until you see someone else do it. Yeah. Like throwing 
throwing full beer cans off the stage is some shit I saw somebody else doing. I was like, you know what? I can't yeah. whip a beer can at somebody. That's some shit Beastie Boys were doing in the 80s. Yeah. Beastie. Shit like that. It's like, yeah. oh, that is fun. And Murphy's Law too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so what's next for you guys? Is there new music coming? Yeah, we're writing full length right now. And uh, what else we got? You have a lot of songs written? Oh, yeah. You have a lot of songs <laughs> written, sir. We got about six songs that... I think are like pretty much complete. Like we don't, as far as riffs go, yeah. like six ideas of songs that are complete. Me and Chris like run everything. Like I'll write the riffs and like the general skeleton structure. And then me and him will get together and like really flesh it out and, you know, get the final product. So yeah, we got about six riff wise and uh, I don't know. We're just going to write as many as we can and see what sticks. Yeah. I'm not, I was really like pressuring myself about the number of songs but now I'm just like, if it, just whatever comes, comes. And we can always write shit in the studio too. Like as we found last time, like sometimes the, sometimes the pressure being on helps at least you for You feel me. pressure? It's, I can't even say it'd be the pressure. I gotta, you know, I gotta keep listening to the song over and over and see, you know, just what I want to write about. Like I don't sit around and write poetry, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially if we get enough time, like they get the song together early and then we start running it at practice. If we got, if we having a good practice, I can write two, three songs. Yeah. Like the first song we ever wrote, "Give Up." I went. That was my first day in the room with these dudes. First day. And they were only. We were only a three piece thing. We were okay. missing somebody, weren't we? Yeah, we didn't have a basis of the. Yeah, time, yeah, we didn't there. have. A, we didn't have second guitar. Yeah, I was we had right down the street too. You could just call me. True, but like I, uh, I, I showed was up at the bar bartending less than a mile from where you. That were is very you were damn. You was too. <laughs> I didn't want to fucking work happy hours. Rather gone to band practice. You had a lot I of shit going, going on. But like I pulled up and Che Che took me there, and they played the song and Che was like, "Just write something." And I wrote, I wrote, "Give up" in like five minutes. Oh wow! Right there, I had first time meeting them. Damn. Yeah. Just killed it. The plan is to record with uh, Brian McTernan in October. Salad Day Studios? Yeah. Shout out to Brian McTernan. Amazing. Yeah. Shout out to Brian. He's awesome. Great fucking artist, musician, producer, everything, man. So that's the next record's going to be with him? Yeah. Is that in Baltimore, too? He's got a spot? Mm-hmm. In Maryland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we got Andrew Black here playing the battery for a second over here, too, yeah. my man. You. Fucking East, Coast, East Coast fucking legend. <laughs> Sneaking in here. I heard someone say stout. Stout. Yeah, you did. Smashing in the kitchen. Yeah. Knife check. <laughs> if you don't know about knife check, now imagine. We all flew. We didn't bring them this time. Yeah, I left mine on the plane. Now imagine you going to a show. Um, you here supposed to not necessarily be safe, but you here to watch live music. And then motherfuckers whip out knives. I didn't even know you could do that. I would have bought my knife. Damn. You're also, <laughs> you're also a child and you just watch a bunch of grown angry men around you just pull weapons out and hold them in the air. And place, like, like, like where, where the hell is that at? Sidebar. 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 Oh. Trash, trash cans Damn. are getting thrown at you. I've seen it recently. Where? First Street Billiards. Oh, yeah. He saw his first uh, like, uh, fight what, there. What problem? Mm. Homie walks out with a knife in his mouth. God damn. <laughs> Some warrior shit. Oh, Nutty, hard, shit. Yeah. Nutty shit. Nutty um, shit. Go ahead. Like, you go to the gig. I remember first time I, I got pressed out for dressing like a skin. I got saved, thank God, because they had to put boot the ass. But, like, I'm standing there watching the gig. Somebody put their hand on my shoulder. I got my little dickies on, my docks, my bomber, sharp patch on. And I turn around, and it's the biggest. It was twenty. It was the biggest white boy I've ever seen my whole life. But I was like, yeah, shit. I knew what was about to happen. And luckily, somebody stepped in and was like, they young. 
Like, leave, like, cut me a break. He's still a child. Let him go. That ass. You know a lady named Deirdre? Yes. OG I'm, skin. I'm working at her shop now. Triple Crown Tattoo in Towson. Yes, I know. Yeah. Towson, Maryland. And, yes. like, the, some of the shit Deirdre would tell me, I'm like, yo. She's I'm, a legend, too, I'm man. I'm like, yeah, that's mine. I love her. Teresa, yeah, Teresa, yeah. I, I ran into her not too, uh, long ago. She was always nice to us, but she was always chilling. But I there, came in on the telltale end of that in Baltimore. Okay. Like, you know. Because you like, were skin, you were skin, right? Yeah, I was a skin, but like, it was, I'm, dis, I'm nomad. Disenfranchised shit. Okay. It's just me, <laughs> it's just me going to this racist ass part of town for high school and just as skinheads a day is long. Wow. Yeah. I'm scared of a goddamn thing by myself. And now that I'm old, I'm like, yo, you a wildin'. <laughs> Cause like someone, it really, I really could have got hurt out there. Yeah, but I didn't. So whatever. Damn. So I was a cheerleader. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. Oh, I you was, were? Yeah, I did that for twelve years, and you know, it was great. I mean, a couple of things I wrote my I notes. Wish. Was that a hard? Was that a hard crew to get into? <laughs> beat you in. You got jumped tough, in. Very tough, you literally, you literally got jumped in. The little white girls, man. They made me watch Mean Girls. <laughs> I, know, right? I loved it. I love Mean Girls. Um, great, movie. <laughs> great movie. Some of my weird nerdy notes about you guys is that I love the tribute on the Lifer song uh, with the with beginning like kind of soul craft vibes. I totally stole. Oh, I totally ripped the soul. No, craft. I love. I love that you did. That. <laughs> I was like, I'm doing this. this is, I'm going for it. Do people know that? Probably not. No, mm. no. Not I, people will come up to us and be like, you know, I love that, but I like, who does that? And we're like, well, mm. we can tell you who does it. I tell you exactly where it came from. And I love the Patsy Cline sample on the uh, BC, BC you, song. Yeah, I love that too. And then also the um the Hate Keeper video with the Players Ball Chappelle kind of yeah. reference too. It's super creative. I love that shit, man. The videos are so fun too. I know your music's hard, and we sing it about serious things, but your energy live. And you as a person, is, is a, you have a great outgoing personality. It's not like, obviously, this shit's hard and when you guys play, but it's it's just fun, too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. That's why you do it. We yeah. smile more than like any other hardcore band, I think. Seriously. Yeah. Like, <laughs> which well, is weird. I, I love that. Also, not, I'm not comparing, but Drain, too. Like, Man, um, Sammy's so positive. Uh, and there's so much energy. And the Shut band's up, so Sammy. hard, and, they've, and they have such great breakdowns. And you're just smiling the whole time just because his energy, you know what I'm saying? And the music has hard parts like Madball. You want to fucking kill somebody, but at the same time, you're smiling and bobbing your head. I like that about the sound of the hardcore now. Like It does have a hard thing to it, but nobody's so serious. I mean, there is some tough guy shit too out there, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like, not taking yourself too seriously and having fun. Nah, because like, you, if you was really that hard, all, all the hardest men I know are dead in jail. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I ain't been so fucking hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some hard characters from humility. some hard characters from our scene from you know yeah different generations of it but it seems like that style of um I guess it's beatdown there's some stuff yeah. like that coming back too there's some vibes they try but even speed even speed <laughs> who was like super super hard like they're smiling this is I watched the, I watched the doctor the other day they just they're having so much fun like everybody's like looking out for each other and nobody's like you know what I mean yeah trying to yeah you don't really get kids trying to intentionally destroy everyone yeah. too much yeah i'm sure some some scenes still have you know kids clicked up and hurting people but for the most part I, and, I, and i like that because i i don't really like seeing people get hurt for no reason like if if somebody catch one organically i'm yeah. gonna laugh at yeah. that Organ organically <laughs> organically yeah. but I, yeah. like you see a guy stand to the side and then he just goes and sneaks somebody i don't like shit like that yeah mm. even like when we saw zulu yeah. Uh, where were we at? Midnight Hour. Midnight Hour, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's a different they, kind they, of energy, they, yeah. Yeah, they was, they was hitting. It's like that across... Like, 
but not yeah. But not like you they're know, not doing it with horrible nah. intent. They just going nah. off. Yeah. Is it like that across the country? You seeing that throughout throughout America oh, now? Yeah. Yeah. These kids are nice. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> you know, no crazy like no clit in the pit rules and shit like that. These kids wouldn't even they would not stand for that. You can't even talk like that. Wait, do what? No clit in the pit. It's how it used to be. No girls in the pit. Okay, I got, I got yeah, it. yeah. You feel me? And it's what? Like, like the fact, exactly, right? Why would we not what year want was, women here? What year was that going down? Oh, four to like twenty ten. Sometimes. Wow. Damn. I'm from not just boys fun era. Seven seconds. See, when, there, when there's a lot of gym shorts, that's when a lot of gym on. shorts. Ah. A lot of dudes comparing themselves. To Are you other seeing more dudes. girls at shows now? Hell yeah! yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah. God. That's awesome. <laughs> They're so nice. <laughs> I'd rather look at a room full of women and a room full of ugly dudes. Yeah, is is your crowd like a good mix of all types of kids now? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. It's so it's so crazy. Yeah, I'll just that bad ball show was a little different though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's always going to be different. Depends. What what like, maybe like, Europe is like, different, you see, but also like you see some you see some tough women at that map like in that audience that night. There was some women that I was like, damn, I, they're holding it down. No pun intended. Like, like, holding it, Long. holding it the fuck down. <laughs> it wasn't like a ton of them, but like then you see every once in a while, like she is going, going. God damn. Yeah. You want to talk um, about it? I know it's talk about it. They're talking about it. Yeah. Is everything okay? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? He's like, no, nah, set it off. <laughs> Got you. Do, you. do you guys get a lot of love from like the old school cats from Baltimore? And yeah. Yeah. We do. Awesome. Even before uh, the band for real, we got a lot of love. Just from simply sticking around. Yeah. Just for sticking around and not like kissing the ass or nothing, but really being appreciative. Like in this lineage that is Baltimore hardcore, regardless of what you've done as the years have gone on, you still was there. Mm, you still yeah. made your contribution to the thing. And I'll forever be appreciative. Because like I that. did get to see a black guy in my city uh, being king. Now that's cool. That's yeah. awesome. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like going up to Pennsylvania and going to see Wisdom. Like, first time I saw Wisdom and Chains, I was like, oh, that's like, he looked just like me. I love Matt Joe. He's great, man. Yeah, Matt Joe's a guy. That's awesome. Good times. Did you guys ever meet uh, Jimmy from Max Penalty yet? Yeah. Did we meet Jimmy from Max Penalty? Maybe in passing. He's another OG, incredible, like, underrated singer and frontman. And, yeah. Whenever my voice is clicking, we we may do a cover. That'd be cool. You do something with him? Oh yeah, shit. Yeah. Do something with him, or just like just him play a, a Max Penn song. Yeah, if we could get him on a song, that'd be cool. Do you guys feel like all the bands are like? It seems like all the new bands are playing with each other. It's like there's no really competition. Everybody's looking out for each other and getting on bills with other bands is easy, and there's no politics. Am I wrong? Or? Yeah, um, nothing that I see. Yeah, I, I mean, I I assist in booking. Pat, do you book? Especially like the Flat Spot family too. It seems so united. Okay. All the bands playing like like the show last night and. How that label's just killing it too. If there is any competition, I don't recognize. You get what you get, and I get what I get. I was yeah. like, me and Che were talking about that last night for a minute. I was like, it's funny because like, just the flat spot world and all of our friends yeah. in general, like, everybody's willing to pull each other up, like if they, for whatever reason. But I was like, it's not really like that. With like, I feel like all of us right now, it's not like we're trying to bring everybody with us. It's like we're all walking across the same line and pushing across the field. Yeah. Everybody's mm. on the same team. I love like, that. There's not a whole lot of. Nobody's pissed that somebody's getting a tour. Yeah. Or that, like, I have not heard anybody call turnstile sellouts at all. Me either. At all. That's interesting. And I I love that. That's fucking interesting. They ain't do nothing but make the songs. There was no industry playing shit, just some dudes making music. That's a great fucking point. Because we talk about them every episode. Nobody ever says that, ever. It's a good point. I never thought about that until he literally said that. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Imagine saying that. That's and, why. And they, yeah, and, yeah. And they've been making records. Like, actually, because of the internet, you're able, it's all been documented. Mm. All been documented. So you can't, so what, there's yeah. nothing to disprove. It's all your paperwork, your resume. I'm, it's all in your paperwork. Yeah. It's in your CV. That's Tell fast. me they don't deserve it. Totally Damn. deserve it. I fucking love that band. I'm so happy for them. I love I love the different I love everything. But about like Turnstile. like we said, everyone's just every band it's not necessarily every band for themselves, but it's like, oh well you are in that band and I am in this one. Yeah. And also there's and we no, play this music. There's no blueprint to hardcore. There's no nah. one style um no rule book. There's no sound, no there's no look to it. That's what I, that's what I love about it. It's forever changing throughout generations. So it's like maybe what was hardcore to me as a kid may not be to somebody before me or now, but I, I love all of it and the diversity of it and the sounds of it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I feel like the foundation. I of hate it the is gatekeeping like, shit. It's corny, man. Yeah, I feel like the foundation of it is just like work hard and get what you get. Yes. Yeah. You know, like that's how I look at hardcore. It's just like yeah, work hard and get what you get. You yeah. Know? And, and and fucking yeah. Even like, now, I'll see a band where like I listen to it on in the house because first and foremost, that player haters ball thing was a skit. I really do dislike a ton of things all the time. So like my initial reaction should be like, nah, that shit whack. Yeah. Straight up and down. Yeah. And I'm sure I'm put my foot in my mouth. It's fine. But I watch bands play that I didn't rock with in the house and I'm like, oh, my bad. Mm. Yeah. I was loud and wrong. It's all right. Yeah. Ain't the last time. Yeah. yeah. It's like you gotta see these bands live and meet them for real. Be like, yeah. oh, all right. Yeah. That's just your interpretation of hardcore manifested itself sound like this. As opposed to my interpretation and that interpretation. I didn't, I didn't give seven seconds a chance to tell something live. Oh, yeah. for real? Yeah. yeah. And you loved it. Oh, my God. I, it changed my life. I don't know why. How do you feel about straight edge music? I love all my favorite bands have been straight edge bands for some reason. I ain't never been straight edge. That's amazing. <laughs> like, at all. You can, because you can hear, you can hear the, 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 what word I'm looking for? Genuity? Is that a word? Passion. 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 Yeah, the passion, the discipline in Case in point. Like, I'm not straight edge at all. I love that shit. I'm not vegan at all. I do no start the day front to back. Every breath, every Grace cough, record. like all that shit. Do you know I sang on the record? I did not. That's mm-hmm. badass. I sang on the whole record, yeah, backups. Oh, oh that was you. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> that was you. <laughs> that's my claim to fame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your claim to fame. Yeah, that's my claim. Yeah, living with those guys during that making of the album, man, it was a fucking beautiful time. And it's like, yeah. Hell yeah. I just had Sip on the podcast last week. We talked all about. Okay. Those moments and stuff, yeah. He loves you guys, by the way. Oh, big, yeah. big Sim fan. <laughs> for sure. He's the best. He's a real one too, man. Oh, for real. When I met him, wait, they, wait they're all on the New York show. Yeah, man. Yeah, I'll be there. Hey, <laughs> I'll be there. Learn a song. I'll be there. Take the mic. Yo, that'd be sick. You know why? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> and, as fuck. and you know why? Because you're off that night. Because we got Ian Fidance doing Freddie's part. Yeah, you do. As promised on the podcast, yeah. you need to rock with them. You that can night. do Justice's part on New Age. I'll yep. text. We'll pull easy. Travis up, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll get off the throne for a second. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll fry him out for that. Yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll warm yeah. it You'll up fly for him. Fucking, yeah. fucking. But tell, tell about that night. So th- that night, because he played guilty by association, he was in his. Uh, well, he's played the song this a bunch. He used, to, he used to do one life guilty. Then we play what happened. But then my drummer at the time had to go on stage after Travis played on oh, his kit. Okay, so that's not cool. So I was like, <laughs> just just go pull up and play guilty. And then he's like, okay, send me the song. And my son played it in the garage. I sent him a video like four days before the show. I, I go, I know you're busy. I want to pull up. Let me know. 9.30 at night, we're going stage in 45 minutes. Like, yo, I'm on the way from Calabasas. I'm learning this. So he had like a driver. He pulled up an SUV with a little drum pad. He learned the song all hey, the way. brought to- his own sticks. Yeah, brought his own sticks. Learned the song on the way to the show. 
pulled up in fucking rocking some ill outfit and just murdered and it. Murdered just fucking, it. <laughs> but his double time, like, way he plays went, guilty, went, is oh really God, different. He had yeah. his own like little parts that he would do to. And you saw like, that shit. And you saw that shit. Oh yeah, he was there. Um, right? And I'm sitting here like, what the fuck? He's just riffing. Yeah. And I didn't even tell him Chappelle was gonna do it. So I was like, yo. But my favorite part was the eye contact I made with him because Max before he started it, before he started yeah yeah he like, trying to say you, had, you looked in his eyes and then we did we looked at each other he, we looked at each other and he was like <clears throat> and I was like oh, yeah, but, yeah because <laughs> I'm a rock star he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't click off guilty like Max or Todd Friend would that's do. what I'm saying like he doesn't wow. do he doesn't do it the way Max and yeah, yeah, Max, just, yeah. yeah Max you know hit you with a one two three but yeah. he just went and I was like okay Time to go for it. Time to go that for was it. A sick moment. That was that was fun. Yep. One one time. <laughs> Very pro. <laughs> one time he like let some kid up on. It, this is our record. Oh, that motherfucker! He let this kid First, on. Stage. Ruined it. He didn't ruin it. I gave him. I only let him go on because I was about to kick him off. And Big John was like, "Let him have it." I'm like, "All right." And he like looked at me like, "You ready?" And I'm like, "What? I start this song." <laughs> Wrote this shit. He's like about to say, it. I'm like, wait, I start this part. Like, I'm like, what are you talking about? But Damn. I thought of that when you like looked at him, you're like, you ready? <laughs> Damn. We all thought that somebody knew him playing because he kept going. He went like way more than just starting yeah. the song, but it was like, oh, XYZ. One I was like, oh, it's like somebody's friend. It's like and our longest song. Where it was like, none of us knew who the fuck this kid was. Damn, that's the worst when somebody there's the like they love the band, they want to come perform, but then they fuck it up and they throw the whole band well, off. Overstay their welcome. Yeah, but you, overstay their welcome. Yeah, dude, you I don't watched, want to be a jerk, but it's like I watched it happen recently with Trapped Under Ice in Detroit. Black yo, it, it was black dudes. What happened? <laughs> you know what's it wild was, though? That was, kid don't know how close he was to having the man because everybody's like, "What the fuck is this?" Oh my god! <laughs> we all like, sound like, Who is so we threw the whole song off. Where, you know. Uh, what Justin says, you shake my hand, say pleased to meet you, look me in the eye. Yeah, I don't believe you. And and the kid missed, and it's like a big part of that song. And the kid, he just goes, "Detroit hardcore, what's up?" It was so <laughs> embarrassing, and I felt like that was one of the most cringe moments I think I've ever watched, like happen at a concert. Get this guy out of here! Oh my Damn. god! And then get this guy. Justin just grabbed the mic and was like. He was nice to him. He's like, so what do we learn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He said that on stage? I think he did. I can't remember. So um, um, One of the things you posted a couple weeks ago I thought was really awesome. It was like, uh, it was the war zone. Don't forget the struggle. Yeah. It was like a meme thing. I love it. Yeah. I got I got DFTS tattooed. Sick, me too, man. Yeah, yeah right? Yeah, awesome. yeah. But just like, just like some of those some yeah. of those things from the hardcore scene that are now not, they're kind of like, you can't really have those because it's a new world, but that image is a big part of oh, like yeah, hardcore iron, for us war zone man i mean american flag iron cross yeah That's, yeah but now but moving forward yeah like just things are different now with stuff like that and yeah you're not any all that skinhead shit uh they like it as cosplay but when you delve deep into it the kids don't really want to have those conversations because it doesn't fit their narrative yeah mm. you know what i mean it goes Big against time. what they feel what's wrong with just if, like if someone questions just explain it be like yo this is what it is yeah you know, if you if you don't want to if you want to dig any deeper to, to figure it out the fuck out of here. Seriously. Yeah. You know, like why like why not just say that? It's just like like this is what this is. This is what this represents. Yeah. If you if you don't want to take the time to really understand it and you want to keep your little fucking narrative with it, the fuck out of here. Yeah. I'm gonna wear this shirt. I'm gonna do that's what it is. Yeah, that's how I think of it. That's like, just how yeah. it is. Yeah. These yeah. kids like to deny facts. Yeah. Mm. Because facts don't feel good sometimes. Facts don't feel good. Facts don't feel good. Truth so, hurts. That's a good quote. Truth too. hurts. Facts don't feel good. Yeah. The truth hurts. Yeah. And the truth facts is you ain't got American hardcore, first and foremost, 
We're in America. I don't know. I've been putting it in my bios lately. We are an American. Like, yeah, we're from Baltimore, but we're an American hardcore band. Yes. This is music made and produced by America. Not the good parts, not the propaganda parts. All of it. All mm-hmm. of it. It's a, pro- it's a byproduct of this thing that is America. Yeah. So accept it or don't. Yeah. Exactly. It's not what you want it to be. Yeah. I love that. Just being honest about it, too. Yeah. This is who we are. This is who we are. Yeah. <clears throat> Some shit, a lot of shit that we into ain't necessarily socially acceptable. Also, like, it's like. Yeah. That's the counterculture mm-hmm. part. Like, yeah. that's the subculture, underground part of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not that everyone's supposed to like it. Yeah, exactly. Because because here's the thing. I, I I think most of us kind of, like, accepted that early on. It's like, hey, not everybody's going to like good? us. You know what I mean? Like, I think okay. that's just, like, what it is. It's like, we're not looking to be liked. Yeah. Because we already know we're not liked. Uh, yeah, I didn't you know I didn't I mean? start like, doing any of this shit because, like, I wanted people to like me. No. I, I, no one does. I just <laughs> like it. Yeah. You like it. Yeah. I like it. It's exactly. just what it is. I don't know yeah. how else to express it. Yeah. There yeah. was there's no goal or anything to gain from this personally. Yeah. It was just hardcore. Yeah. For sure. I think I think the internet has, has a lot to do with a lot of different things like that that are, you know, just separating the real life from the online life too. Well, you can actually only explain so much on the internet. Yeah. If you don't take the time to like really go out and understand it and like really look at it for yourself, like that's why like I I was saying it yesterday. You like talking I was like, yeah, that's yeah. I was like, I read books because what the fuck can I learn on the internet? I can't understand. Like, that's why books have so many pages. Mm. But if I go to fucking Twitter, like, it's it's just a paragraph. Yeah. <laughs> a poorly written one most times, hell? too. You want, me, you, want me to, you want me to base my whole opinion off a paragraph? Off of something. Char- of something? Char- give me two, 280 give characters. Give me 356 pages of some shit as to why, and maybe I'll I'll feel differently. But if you, if you tell me to look at something on the internet because someone wrote a sentence, eat a dick. <laughs> yeah. You know? It don't... There's a thing called Reddit you need to look into. You're going to learn a lot over there. Good grace. It's a real good source. Well, message boards and all that stuff was kind of like the beginning of the end for all that kind of shit. Yeah. Back in the 90s, too. You know what I mean? B9 yeah. board. B9, B9 board. was Shout crazy. Out to B9 was board. crazy. B9 board ruining lives. <laughs> it was crazy over there, right? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Oh, nutty shit. I ain't getting involved. Do you guys fuck with online shit? Do you guys like, like answer DMs or respond to people and shit like that? It depends. I do. Um, yeah, it depends on the nature of the conversation. Yeah. Only now recently do I not. I don't really feel guilty about leaving people on red because mm. I try to. I used to try to respond, but like it'd be overwhelming, and I don't fucking care. So yeah. I, if I could, I'd delete it, but I still I need it. You know, just yeah, promoting yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, just like promoting that. what I'm doing and whatnot. It's but a like, good tool for that. I really, I'd really rather not. I don't give a fuck about the internet no more, dog. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. It's tough. I'm already insane. First and foremost, I got real life shit I'm trying to focus on. Yeah, and then like I come on this thing to try to like not pay attention to this thing, and it's worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like people want so much of you. Uh, I don't know. It's a lot of time. It's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of time. It's like that Prince quote. Was the Prince quote uh, yesterday? Uh, wait, hold on. Do the internet. Don't let it do you. Mm. Yeah. 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 I swear, I, I hope that's the quote. That's a quote. Yeah, that's a good yeah, quote. Yeah, I hope that's yeah. what he said. Are you the only person in the band with kids? <laughs> yeah, I'm the only one with a child. How old your kid? Uh, shout out, Isla. She'll be six on the 11th. Awesome. Yeah. You like being a dad? I love it. It's incredible, man. I, try, I tell them all the time. They think I'm joking. I'm like, yo, for real? Have a kid. Fuck it. 
Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> it. A lot of things that used to matter, especially after the day after turning 30 and after having a child, shit I thought was important was not. And mm. I don't know cliche, I need to be here to raise her right. I don't give I really don't give a fuck about none of that shit. I, that's already that's baseline. Yeah. Um don't die. Work on not dying mm-hmm. and everything will work out. Yeah. It'll be fine. Just be I, there. I think that's dope that, Just you, be there. that you say that. Yeah. Like that the baseline is like, yeah, you're supposed to be there. Like, I gotta be there, I gotta do this. It's I'm like, gonna be a good yeah, calm no, down. You're supposed yeah. to just be there. Yeah, be like there. for real. That's a good and point. and the only, That's a, yeah. The only thing I can say is like, you know, uh my the mother of my child got full custody. I'm torn doing my thing. We don't miss a beat. Because yeah. she is five and six. She's like, Daddy, she crawled on me, we hang out, and that's it. And yeah. hopefully that's as the years yeah. go on, she'll trust me and let me know when she needs me. Yeah, and yeah. I can be there, and that's really all you can hope for. The yeah, money will man. come, the time and shit will come. Yeah, just be there. As long as you have that bond, that connection, right? Yeah, be good. We don't miss a beat. Are you? Were you married? Oh no, I was fucking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was on it. It was a Tuesday, and I was bored. Oh my god, man! <laughs> so it wasn't your girlfriend? It wasn't. Okay. Yeah, we had dated. Yeah, yeah. We, had, we had dated for a month, four years yeah. prior, and then you know now we got kids. Damn. But shorty, I. That's amazing. Yeah. Do you, is there a certain band you guys want to tour with? You haven't toured with yet, like a bucket list kind of? We're, I would love to tour with Seven Seconds. Woo! I think it'd be good, too. That's that, like my that's my favorite band of all time, for sure. Me, too. Yeah. My, my top, top, top. I, I got to meet Kevin a couple of times. And I, I, Best. And I, was, I just fucking punished him so bad. That's okay. But he was like he was super sweet about it. Like, Yeah, that's, that'd be a great one. And but yeah, he's, that would be... Oh, if we could do that, that'd be sick. Damn. I'd what about it. you? Doing it, I mean, we've talked about it with them already, and we've tried to make things work, and it just hasn't. But eventually, getting the terror tour done. Oh would be yeah, 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 incredible. That's a given, dude. Yeah, yeah. That'd I be mean, so sad. It would be so much fun. We love those guys. Shout out to Scott Vogel. For oh, absolutely. Really lives man. that shit, man. Yeah. Shout out all those dudes. Like we've played shows with them and stuff, and we've talked about it. So hopefully, one day it'll manifest. I mean, they still kill it. He still like supports every young band. He lives hardcore. Like he loves. Like he's. He is hardcore. He is hardcore. You know, he really is. Right man. He embodies all of it, and like. Yeah. Yeah, I love Scott Vogel, man. What about, what about, what about you bucket list shit to tour with? We didn't done it. Shit Terror. Mm. Playing those days with Shit Terror, playing with uh, Gorilla Biscuits. Yeah. Yeah. That's good for you. you yeah, can. I'm straight. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, for real. And I, I even feel bad in terms of, like, this hardcore shit. I, I, the people, like, I done did it. Yeah. Unless, until we get a song with Neglect. Now, we ever get a song with Neglect, then, like, yeah. They just played or something. Or if like we could just play, if we could just play a reunion show That's with Neglect, saying. that would be. Did they just do one or something? I thought no, maybe not. Maybe like five years ago, Yo was on a did a feature with that band Hangman out okay. of Long Island. Okay, and I think they like did one song, but other than that, I know you guys are talking before the pod like the music you'd listen to in the van that's not hardcore. Oh yeah. It's all types of classics and classic rock, everything, right? It's a lot so of old. yacht rock. Yacht rock. Like we love the softer in the van. It's not like a lot of Led Zeppelin or Pink Floyd and stuff like that. It's like Billy Christopher Joel, Cross. Christopher yeah. Cross, Cross, Steely Dan. It's a lot of Steely Dan. Uh, Nita Baker, Jim Croce. Jim on Croce. Like, oh, the bulkier side. Wow, Man. Time in a Bottle. You know that song? Oh, absolutely, dude. That song. <laughs> fuck, I don't want to get into it because I get emotional. But that Jim Croce was always played in my house. And after my dad died, that song came out, Time in the Bottle. And that's like my family song. Yeah, that shit's heavy, bro. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jim Croce's, yeah. Do the doo-wop thing, put on the pretenders. Yeah. Mm. Man. What about Stylistics. Stylistics. We just got, whatever. We all love it. And then, like, we'll make a, we'll make a who? 
The impressions. Too. Oh, the impressions. Yeah, the impressions. Big impressions guy. Big Curtis Mayfield guy. Or we'll just go a hard right and just straight up outlaw country. Wow. Like, I'll what, make them listen to country music for hours. Like what kind of country? Like what's? But fuck. Is that Johnny Cash? Yeah. Okay. Cash. Uh, Waylon. Merle. Haggard, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all that you shit. You fuck with country? Yeah, I'm country as fuck. That's crazy, man. <laughs> I love that. That's That's been a tough one for me to get into. What? Go listen to Neon Moon right now. I know Neon Moon. All right, then. Yeah, you yeah. good. <laughs> and go back. Find out what I they- like, I like uh, I like uh, Rhinestone, Glenn Campbell. Oh, Glenn Campbell? Rhinestone Cowboy. That's I like that one. song. That's a good song, too. I love that uh, song. Mamas Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up To Be Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Because you listen to that shit, and I apply it to my life. I'm like, damn. <laughs> You know who else talked? To, I know. God you know who else shit. talked about outlaw country who? was uh, Malachi from Scott. Oh yeah, Malachi. Oh, that's my man. Yeah, he that's, loves that too. That's our buddies. Yeah, you're right. You Those songs are real. Yeah, I guess I gotta I gotta go to outlaw country because I'm. There's different genres of country. Like, I guess. Yeah, there's different styles of country. Yeah. What about you singing more like on some on some ended stuff like how Scowls she sings on stuff too like more melodic stuff. Would you do more of that stuff? Yeah. So I there's like a you mental can sing. there's like a mental block because I get in the I gotta be on the spectrum. I think hardcore like um Lapel DV for some reason that day in the studio I could not get out of trying to sound like um Shorty from Life of Agony. What's her name? Mina. Mina. I could not I could not get trying to recreate. That LOA voice out of my head. Wow. Okay. And we only had that one day, and I was just stuck on it. Okay. But it, it, maybe if we prepared more, you know what I mean? We get some we other. In, no, we get some uh, other influences to like guide me. Like, hey, you could sound like this, so you could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you got a singing voice. I heard you sing Thank stuff you. on stage and on footage and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we got to. I might as well use it. Yeah, you could totally use it. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I think people be stoked on it. Oh, I think that's sure. cool about hardcore now, how like Scal can have some. Crazy intense shit, and then she has some more singing things. Yeah, I love that. I love how I can go see Angel Dust, and he's playing with acoustic guitar at one half of the set, and the second half he has it. And he's fucking diving the crowd. It's, it's, it's like the hardcore section of yeah. Angel Dust. Badass. Like back in the day, you couldn't do that. It was just hardcore, hardcore. You couldn't have any other influences that might be poppy or different because that's not hardcore. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, t Hoya told me they would get shit in the beginning. Yes, because Cass was like, "Y'all trying to do hip hop, but yes. this is metal," and they're like, "Nah, we just playing hardcore music." Too bounce, it was too bouncy. Yeah, it's, yeah, too, too, it's too much groove. Yes. Shit like that. Like, what does that mean? Like, what? Yeah, the what old heads would say that about Mad Ball. It's yeah. crazy. This doesn't sound like you were smoking yeah. speed all night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the bouncy shit. They'd fucking, that's true, true story, man. A lot of those old guys, like, when H2O, Mad Ball, Crown of Thorns, all of us, even 25, all those bands would play. We were like that generation, I guess, that came before, I mean, after them. So, yeah, we all had our own kind of sounds, I guess, you know? Yeah. We were too melodic. We weren't. We were too poppy. They were too bouncy. I don't know. It was crazy, man. But it's, it's interesting how now everybody sounds any way they want to sound. What, well, Nobody's worried about sounding a certain way. What we've done now, and I know I'm, I'm, do, I'm actively doing it. I have done it. We're trying to, we're actually letting go some of the control and possessiveness over this thing we call hardcore because as it's shaking out, the hardcore kids gonna find the you will still be able to find your tribe. We with the hardcore kids are still out there, and we all know each other. Yeah, everything is a okay. You can let <laughs> you'll be you fine. can let the rest. Of, you'll be fine. You'll still be able to go backstage and hold hands. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It'll be a okay. You'll still be fucking. Yeah. My the people I still think are cool are still just as cool mm. with other people coming to the show. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You're gay. I hate to break it to you. You kind of have yeah. an affinity for these men, and that is okay. That's okay. That's okay. We're still going to be buds. <laughs> We're still going to be buds, bud. It's fine. <laughs> Speaking of. 
I, I love how I love how un PC and just yourself you are. I love that. Yeah, just honest. The world ain't been PC to me. And you, and you, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. You know, and you, and you, Thirty-three years. That was supposed to be nice, to everybody. I love that. Nah. Yeah. I'm gonna say because everybody's so worried about like walking on eggshells and not getting canceled and all these different things, and you just they get upset because I actually didn't say anything bad. Yeah. You are gay, nigga. It's fine. <laughs> they got a whole parade and shit. Yeah. You good, Joe? They got a whole parade. You good? It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. You can be yourself now. You can be yourself. You can be yourself. Yeah. You can be your authentic self. Everybody can what be do you yourself. Have to say about it? It's cool. Yeah. But I, I do I do think that even like seven seconds singing not just boys trying to walk together, rock together in the early eighties, it still was really they were trying to get that message out, but people weren't really connecting with it. They just wanted to slam dance and fucking go crazy. They weren't paying attention to the lyrics. I feel like now the diversity is so incredible in hardcore. Everything that people tried to sing about back then. Thirty years later, it's actually fucking happening. You can actually happening. see it. Yeah, you can, see you can actually it, bro. literally see it's it because so yeah, you're right. Beautiful like, to see that shit. Yeah, man. you're right because it didn't like you couldn't see that before. People fighting during walking yeah. together in the crowd. And then you know? now, <laughs> like, yeah, skinheads and shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now you see everybody out there, and that's like that's what it. That's what it was. It's fine. And as like an older hardcore dude, I, yeah. it makes me it makes me happy to see it actually happening. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The diversity. It's fucking. Beautiful. Remember, they all that ki- singing about it. They killed MLK when he was on the campaign to get garbage workers fair rights in Alabama. Right? That was black and white. Mm. That wasn't just like yeah. these black people. Nah, that was yeah. motherfuckers coming together. It does none of that shit matters. It's yeah. all false. We in this together. Yep. I love that man. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to see and actually it happening, really happening. I don't want no more of my friends to die. So. You know, make a space where they can be themselves. Yeah, I love, I love that man. Fucking love that. Thank you for doing that, and thank you for using your voice. And I, I appreciate end it. And I don't know what you guys are all about, and singing about, and talking about. Thank you. You know, like I have, I have um, this written on my notes too. Is sorry, my notes are all fucking OCAD. Oh, what is OCD? Um, the new wage slavery song too about ruling the class over the common people and the government, all that stuff. You guys are singing about that song too. It's fucking is awesome. Thank you. You guys, are, you, guys do, do you try to kind of not be political or just sing about anything you want to sing about? I just write about shit. Yeah. It don't even matter. Yeah. That's a, that song's a heavy song too, man. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, that's what's happening. Yeah. The, with inflation going, like, you got to, yeah. you think you're making money, you're not. Yeah. No. It's a crazy time, yeah. I make a quarter, boss makes a dime. I'm like, what is it? Boss makes a dollar, I make a dime. That's why I shit on company time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So like fuck. you yeah. fuck yeah they get if you can give me fifteen rule of thumb in business is every is two for one so shit nigga you getting thirty on top of the fifteen that's forty five and you only give me fifteen yeah do whatever I want in this bitch fuck. and that's the way the world's treated especially me being a black as a commodity live traded at one point so that's how we acting do all whatever right. the fuck I want around here though. damn straight Respect up that, yeah it's cool you guys all come from different areas and you're all together and he's singing from where he comes from and you guys are all like grew up together it's fucking awesome man yeah. it's really fucking i was the first heard of you guys through Chappelle. he turned me on to you guys and to finally get to see you guys yeah. at the show with angel dust was awesome man just like yeah that was a good show he saw yeah. me rock you i think you saw me rocking the merch and then i played yeah yeah, yeah yeah oh, yeah. Hell yeah i like the merch like the throwback merch is like skateboard company stuff the one you had yeah 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 you guys skate skate too or no yeah still skate yeah, yeah. Streets Gate? Yep. I got some videos I'll show you. I didn't see it. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to show that highlight reel. Yeah. <laughs> you have a highlight reel? No. But it's like all old skate graphics that I grew up and loved, like Birdhouse shit yeah. and yeah. stuff like that. And 
you don't see that stuff you don't anymore anymore and i love that and now i could just rip it off because people don't know what it is so it's yeah. just like, <laughs> they think it's your shit huh they think it's your shit yeah oh you know how many people so, don't know that that the when i wear the sweater the hoodie with the uh the blind look the, what you just showed yeah, you know how many sick. people don't know like they went oh that's cool so i go yeah but then i was like you, you don't know what that's from they're like Nah, it's cool though. Yeah, <laughs> like, some okay, dude, that's... some dude commented on the merch drop of like the blind hoodie, and they were like, "Oh, but that's blind skateboards." Like, yeah, no shit, yeah. dude. Like, <laughs> oh, they think you didn't know. Yeah, like what? <laughs> <laughs> but um, like it's it's gotten recognized. Like Heath Kurtzarts like recognized our Endit shirts that had an old graphic of his, that was on his board with yeah. his that's name. Cool. So it's like it's kind of like full circle shit. Yeah. I mean, what do you think it is right now that's connecting with kids with Endit? I don't know. The disenfranchisement, like it's always been. Yeah. They listen to it and they like, that is, it's probably mostly the fact we're all depressed and fucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like they listen to it and they're like, that is exactly, I felt that way yesterday. Mm-hmm. You can relate to it. Yeah, you can relate to it. Unfortunately, yeah. as, yeah. not even tongue in cheek, as baseline and raw it is, that's where the world's at. Mm-hmm. You feel very therapeutic with the songs and writing stuff and getting it out? Oh, yeah. It's got to be a good form. It's it's such a good form of therapy, right? Yeah, it's songs. a good form of therapy. Yeah. Damn, that just hit me. What we just said? No, yeah, just because I was thinking, I'm, you know, makes you think like I was thinking about Black Flag Damage. Like that was my, that record's like my fucking blood. Therapy. Yeah. Know? And then just. It's a therapy session. Hearing those like kind of dark thoughts that I was like, oh shit. Yeah, that was like, that's what I'm having. That's exactly You're going I'm through the same right thing. Now. Yeah. Kids like, can relate to it. And like, you know, even so like, you know, I, I got nervous breakdown tattooed on my stomach as well because like. Like, I, I know what that is, mm. you know, closely. I got the words, fuck life tattooed right here. <laughs> and, um, like, straight up, yo, there's no, I don't know how I'm alive some days. Yeah. You know, the, some, the way I used to live my life and will do occasionally. Same. Like, legit, dog, I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. at all. Like, worse than the worst, police chase me, and I know I'm not getting away, one myself. I'm 15. What police are chasing me? Like what am I doing? Why yeah. am I out here drinking drop? I remember one night, yo, I ate like nine Xanax, and we played a show. Malicious Code played a show. I got hammered at the show, and then I used to play. I used to actively play this game called Fuck It, where if I I just be drunk driving full speed, Holy like just straight shit. up full speed in the hopes that like I get out of here. Wow, man. So you know, it be like that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm happy you're alive in here. Yeah, man. me too. Yeah, and you're yeah. sharing your story, and you're fucking, enough. and you're yeah. inspiring people and helping young kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're you're, you're somebody's just generation. Somebody else's black flag that he had. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hardcore saved my life. I mean, the bands that changed my life at a really young age, and yeah, I'm forever grateful for it, man. It's a special type of uh, scene and world. You know, as big as we think it is, it's a really small man. It's a really small Seriously. world, and it's such an uh, incredible underground world that we get to be a part of. It's like a secret society in a sense. You know what I mean? It's awesome. It you is. You know what I mean? And like music we didn't get to hear on the radio and songs like Seven Seconds, like uh, uh, Man Enough to Care, New Wind Record, Changed My Life, just songs that spoke to me growing up with no dad and uh, all that shit. And then hearing Minor Threat and like, oh, I don't have to drink to fucking be cool. I can yeah. skate to this. It's crazy how powerful it is because to those dudes, they're just songs he wrote at that moment. But for us, it's like changed everything. It's my mm-hmm. mantra. That's my yeah. mantra. That's my mantra. That's my mantra, man. And lucky enough, we get to meet these heroes and they live up to everything that they were because, you know, some people aren't. But yeah, like a lot of the dudes in the hardcore scene, like they're, they're real yeah. ones. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, most like, of the people I've met, their songs and who they are have correlated. Oops. Yeah, like they live this shit off stage. Yeah. You know, I feel the same way too. Yeah. 
meeting Rollins and shit. Oh, fuck you met yeah. Rollins? Oh yeah, oh, I, I, I performed with him. You opened up for him. You did. Yeah, yeah. 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 How was it? That was insane. Hell yeah. That was insane. <laughs> My, we had we our trailers were connected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was just sitting there backstage talking to him and you know. So sick. Was he lifting weights? No, nah, he wasn't okay. lifting weights. Nah. <laughs> On the warp tree, had but a he weight was, bench. He was pretty fucking. I mean. He was in his late fifties at that time. He's he still was, jacked, though. He was still jacked. He's in his sixties. Even when we saw him, uh, like la- spoken word, year, spoken yeah, word. Yeah. I'm like, damn, this motherfucker is still jacked. Like he just <laughs> fucking just. He says he he says he'll like out of nowhere like, do mad pushups. Yeah, he'll just go, out of nowhere he'll be like, I'm gonna just do some pushups. Like, yeah, he had like a, uh, a, yeah. a weight <laughs> bank, a weight bunch on the warp tour. He put it right behind the main stage. Be lifting weights, no shirt on, super short shorts, just going hard like out there and shit. Nobody was saying shit to I'm him. I'm about to bite that. Yeah, no, <laughs> nobody was saying shit to him, man. Fuck no. Uh, <laughs> fuck um, and you guys have any major regrets in your life? Boy, do I. It's like, nah. Uh, nah. I believe it makes you who you are. Now. Yeah, I'd say. Like, there's yeah. probably stuff I'd go back and redo if I could, but then I'd be, who knows if I'd be doing what I'm doing now. Yeah, that makes sense. I agree. I think. <laughs> Uh, yes. 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 Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm pretty happy with how things are going. Everything could get better, but I mean, things could be a lot worse. So, yeah. you know, if everything Him? What was that? He really does, man. Oh, right. And we're back. Got a theater degree, so. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he went to school with this. Yo, he that. looks like a bootleg Mac Miller kind of, too. <laughs> oh, it's, get him. I actually, yeah. That's a compliment. A lady told no, me no, that no. once. <laughs> a girl told me that once. Really? Like, You're like Mac Miller. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah, I do the the backing vocals. Do you have any uh, daily rituals? Some crazy daily rituals you do? As far as like and vocal stuff, yeah, just life. Like, oh no, not really. I smoke a lot of weed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, smoke. Yeah, All right, a that's ritual. a ritual. Yeah. It's a little yeah. obsessive. You know, ritual. a coffee person. Where is it? You know, a coffee head. <laughs> oh, I love coffee. Oh, I okay. actually worked at a coffee shop for the past like oh, three nice. years. Got laid off two weeks ago. So. Oh shit! Shout out yeah. Common Ground and Michael Krupp. Send him a dollar. <laughs> what about you? You got some daily rituals? Uh. I'd probably. I don't really want to think about it. I mean, you smoke, But I really, I really don't be smoking that much anymore. Oh, fair enough. You a coffee guy? To a degree. I've been trying to, like, get off it a little bit. Cause, like, yeah. I would drink, like, three or four cups a day. So now I'm trying to. Damn, that's hard. I mean, I'm, like, I'm, like doing the bar shit. Like, I'm at, I'm at the work. You got to stay like, up all night, 9, dude. 9, 30, 10 in the morning. I won't get out of there until, like, 2, 3 o'clock. It's better than that, the cocaine, stuff. then, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe not. That's, that's in there, too. <laughs> I forgot I said that. My mom is going to listen to this. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. What about you? You got some daily rituals, Chris? Yerba Mate and Lexapro. Yerba Mate is fire. (laughs) That's a good, it's a real caffeine. Yeah. I fuck with that, too. You a coffee guy, too, or no? I'll drink it. Not like a, it's not like a ritual. Yeah. Yeah, nah. I drink. So nobody in the the group straight is, though, right? Nobody? Nah. Yeah. Do you guys, you guys, do you guys, do you guys drink before the shows? Do you guys stay straight during the shows, usually? You know, These guys uh, get fucked you know, up nah, before nah, the show. Not even, not even, because yesterday I was totally sober playing last night. Oh, you playing mushrooms too, though? I think. Oh yeah. I, oh yeah. I mean, you give me a substance, I'll do it. It's, oh. a, it's a coin flip. It's medical. Okay. Nah, this all my, all my drug uses is purely recreational, young man. Do not get it <laughs> twisted. Do not get it twisted. <laughs> I am not seeking a solution. There's been yeah. a few days. A few shows yeah. that have been a little special, but we pull it off. That's the thing. Yeah. Like we've played shows fucked up, but we don't go up there and like completely fucking blow it. You yeah, know, no. you got to pull it together. As long as you can do that, who cares? Yeah, you guys are pretty fucking tight band, man. That you guys practice a lot too at home. Hell no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like before, before that angel dust run, 
uh, wait, we, we have been playing a bunch of shows anyway, right? We had a fill-in last night we never practiced with. Oh, shit. Shout out Anche. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah. What a guy. Sector, MH, Chaos. Hold my own. Hold my own. Okay. Shadow Realm. Yeah, Shadow Realm? Oh, Shadow shit. Realm I think the way we're just wired, uh, like, in our musical ability, the song only sound one way. Yeah. So play it. True. Much like with cheerleading. This is the routine. So do it. We uh, done played really, them. You pulled that into cheerleading. <laughs> it's called conversation, oh. brother. No, I like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yes. it, there's only yeah, one way to do this. So yeah. get up there and do it. Yeah. You yeah. know, traditionally, musicians, there was no set band. Casey and the Sunshine Band sometimes would just Merle and them other niggas. Like, whoever can play the songs is who can get on stage. Mm, that's how. That's why it's music. It's a universal language. Yeah. Just get out there and play it. Do you do vocal warm ups? If I get only if I'm like real nervous, if I've been having the time and like actually drinking and socializing before a gig, I'm just going to get up there because my voice is so warmed up from talking shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like I'm fine. You ever lose your voice on tour at all? No, I'll lose my speaking voice. I've never lost my performance voice. I just I just taught you that the other day, right? Yeah, I won't be able to I won't be able to talk at all, but I will be able to chit chat. I mean, to get up there and do the thing. I lost my yeah. speaking voice on Sunday at the last show, which I haven't done in years, and then I I, I sang normal, but during the day. I was telling him. Yeah. I was telling my wife. She never knew that. I was like, "Yeah, I can't talk right now, but I'll sing tonight." Uh huh. Because it comes in two different places. Exactly. It's interesting, yeah. This you know is I mean? coming. I'm, one's coming from here, and one's yeah. right here. Yeah. That's crazy. You said yeah, that. Yeah, you right? said that right to me right before you went on. Um. And I said, "Get your ass on stage." What, <laughs> and what? What about hip hop? You guys grew up in hip hop too, and yeah, yeah. I mean, East Coast shit. All East Coast shit. Down South shit. Texas shit. You know the most underrated, underappreciated rapper of all time, and I'm gonna go hard on this. Scarface, Devin the Dude. Well, yeah, Scarface as well. But the dude, I don't hear enough people speaking on the good graces of Devin the Dude personally. Dang, it's the yeah. guy. Okay, that's what a guy. That's your top. That's yeah, your... Devin the Dude in the top ten. You want my top ten? Yes, please. Hove. First and foremost, yeah. Jay Z, best rapper alive. Facts. If we talking about this thing that is rap, Obi Nas. I ain't say that. Okay, okay. Jay Z the best rapper alive. Okay. If we talking about the thing that is rap and hip hop, Hove did it. Okay. And then yeah, definitely. Then who but next? Nas didn't want to be Jay. Nas was Nas. Yes. We talking about the rap thing. Okay. Jay Z best rapper alive. Okay. We if we go into lyricism and and message and all that, that's not even what I'm talking about. Okay. Um. So of course Hove, Pop, Big Nas, Big L. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Scarface. Devin the Dude, of course, Outkast, individually, Andre and 3K. Damn. I mean, excuse me, Andre and Big Boy, fuck me. Any KRS-One, no? Chris, not my time in there, okay. but if we talking about like... Eric B. Rockham? Oh, of course. Yes. Paid in full. Greatest. Hardest track of all time. Yes. <laughs> it's up there. So that's your top in there, yeah. Who else? Speaking of them, I mean, like, you know, old skate videos from the 90s, that's what got me into yeah. like hip hop and all that shit like yeah. it was always it just like flowed with skating so perfectly so that was you know I feel like anyone that skates like hip hop was a yeah huge and I love that that happened because the 80s was strictly punk rock and the Bones Brigade's videos it was no hip hop nice. so when that happened in the 90s I was so psyched to have it together like that was cool what about you and hip hop for you Love hip hop. I would say uh, New York hip hop is definitely my favorite. Yes. I mean, I love like everything that comes out of New York hip hop. Yeah. It's just crazy. Wu Tang, fucking everything. Mob Deep. Who, who's AZ? AZ is one of the most underrated. Damn, AZ. My bad. Yeah, yeah AZ is super underrated. Is Wale from Maryland? He's from He's like from DC Maryland. area. I was going to say, he, yeah, a, a big rapper from there, I think. Yeah. 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 
No. Yeah. You know it's, what happens in rare. Baltimore and D.C., right? Remember, Baltimore, Bodymore, Murderland, D.C., Dodge City. So a lot of cats who, you don't make it out because you'll fucking catch one. Mm. If you, uh, rest in peace, yeah. little Scoot, I've noticed in the lineage of the thing, you start doing your thing, and unless you leave, you may not, if you really with that shit, unless you get out, you're not going to get out. Wow. Like, if you really with the shit, you're going to either end up in jail and had to stay, or someone's going to kill you because you're doing better than them. Yeah. It sucks. It's hard. It's so, it Wale is. probably doesn't even live there no more. I can't speak to that. I don't know where yeah. Wale What about you? I was never the biggest hip-hop dude, but I when The Chronic came out, was massive. That oh, was yeah. a massive yeah. thing for me. Game changer. Yeah. I will say for our generation, us yeah. three, like, the trap era oh, of okay. wait, Gucci Mane Gucci. and Young Jeezy and all that, that really, like... May have influenced my behavior yeah. even like you know like oh, listening to that was putting Keith like Chief? different things in oh, your yeah. brain. He was hard. what? Chief, you my bad. Fuck him. He's hard as fuck. Chicago, bro. Oh yeah, Waka Flocka. Waka Flocka. I mean, yeah. that shit was just so hard. Speaker knockers. Chief, Keith, that'd be sick. He was ill with that coming originally, right in Chicago. No, Chief Keith. One, yeah, one of them, right? The trap shit. Oh, uh, drill shit. Drill shit. My bad. I think he. They, I think he could be the godfather of the drill era yeah the trap is like gucci man okay okay that's it i'm old i'm sorry i'm old i'm sorry that's that early 2000 shit that down trap and the drill shit okay okay yeah have you been to the uh trap house museum in atlanta (laughs) no dude you have to (laughs) go yes i would love to see that there was a tupac one here too we missed that one remember that's not a trap house no the the museum fool yeah yeah <laughs> the actual no, trap. <laughs> they have like a kitchen though, like with like with like pyrex shit, like it, like cooking up all this shit. It's yeah. crazy. So do you feel is the Baltimore scene thriving now? Oh yeah. There's a lot of young bands. Yeah, we did that. And I'm a I'm gonna go on wax saying this. We set yo shout out Black Nick, Kyle, Che, Hate 33 in the house, BPM some nights, Mace from Job Bomb, others. We really legit would go out, get in one. And some of us would be sober, some of us weren't. And I got this table that I got from my man, Hate Breed Mike. I took it from the His house. Is Hate Breed Mike? Nah, he, yeah, we call cool him Hate Breed Mike because okay. he loved uh, Hate Breed. Hate, my, Mike is gone. Rest in peace Rest to Mike. But um, I got this table out of his house one time. So, like, we used to stab knives in it, got all the stickers around it. That house was in uh, Hate 33 with Che and all the other cats I named. We'd sit around and talk about shows we going to book. And venues we gonna take over and like wow. we gonna get this show we gonna get Madball to come down and play here and we legit would be strategizing in the hopes that one day we'd have a hardcore scene and that was fucking happening. Wow, which is why when me and Ray that song's called the comeback. Okay, and I say Baltimore's coming back with a bang, still knuckle dragging like it ain't no thing. I stole uh, screwdriver lyrics with back with a bang because oh, they mine. Shit. And then I took stout lyrics while saying um, still fucking- knuckle dragging. And now look where the fuck it's at. Dude, that's hard. Because we didn't run. That is fucking hard. We did that shit. We we, you come around talking shit, we'll beat the shit out of you. So now what? The young kids who didn't grow up under that can feel safe. Because dude. the guy on the door just knocked a fucking giant out. That's fucking amazing, dude. Fuck. Real live dedication to this shit. And Ray, Ray was there some nights. Yeah. yeah. Like, this was all planned. I, I did lo- this. I love it, man. Like, we used to get love skipped it. over, like, constantly. Oh, nobody yeah. would Like, nobody would play Baltimore. And then probably like in the last two two years, like yep. since coming out of the pandemic, like bands are skipping DC and doing Baltimore instead now. Yeah, I I, I see and that. There's not I feel even that. Like, it's not even like we have a lot of places we can do shit. But is DC found... popping though? Hardcore shows? Nah. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah. Like nothing really. Like, 
I mean, there's always like been like the Baltimore DC divide. There is, there is a ball. There, there's a weird thing with DC and Baltimore. I remember but the back like, then. There's the, like there's some shows that are happening in DC, like Pie Shop and Songbird. Yeah. And but there's not like a lot of hardcore shows that happen there. Like they all come to Clicky. Baltimore. Like, yeah. We're playing Baltimore at the Flat Spot uh, in January. We get asked to play. I'm excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, disturbing the peace. Yeah, I'm really excited yeah. for that, man. I was on the call for that the other day. I heard. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, nice. You guys are playing the tune. We can't say. I use my last question. Are you an optimist or pessimist? That's a tough one, dude. Depends on, <laughs> <laughs> uh, depends on what day of the week it is. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, I bet Chris has an answer for what I am, probably. What is he, Chris? Yeah, pessimist, of course. Definitely a pessimist. Oh, fuck me, I guess. <laughs> you pessimist? Too, though. Like, yeah. We're, yeah, we're together here. Yeah. What about you? I'm definitely a pessimist, but Damn, I'm trying to be. But I'm trying to be an op- optimist. I'm like I'm like Samuel L. Jackson at the end of Pulp Fiction. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best right now. I'm trying yeah. to flip it. I'm trying to get yeah. a better perspective on life. I really am. Recently, I mean, like it's hard. So yeah. we'll see. What about you, man? I mean, I'm optimistic. It may. I mean, we all. That's the thing. We hope the the good thing happen. Yeah. More often than not, it don't. But mm. you no, know, we're gonna keep hoping. <laughs> but just but but just that you put it out that you were gonna book shows, you're gonna do all this stuff and you did it. Yeah. So that's like believing in yourself and that's and that's the PMA with, with the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. Exactly. And that's what you did. So I guess I and that's, and that's what you are doing, you know I'm what I mean? Like Yeah. But we, yeah, I mean the we world, really it, did. This this is insane. Do you we know what had I'm saying? no idea. We were t- especially the day we had, you know what I mean? We went over to Car Hut and people been uh welcoming us and loving us and shit. This is and this was just being angry in a house, wondering why, like, like you know, we got the sidebar. We would these places, people would need money and and they want to book shows and whatnot, and we'd book the shows, make them the money, and then they turn their back on us. Fuck. We made you twenty five hundred dollars in five hours legally, mm. and then you go talk bad about us when we not around because somebody hit somebody. Mm. All right, you guys. But guess what? When one of them big bad Nazis show up or some shit, some you need someone roughed Fight up or something. For, here we you. are. Yeah. You quick to hop on. So whatever. Do your thing. We're gonna be over here doing that. I had right. the same thing with the friends I grew up with. They would, they would always make sure there's no Nazis in New York, especially at CBs or anything, because they're always in Jersey or Pennsylvania. But a lot of my friends were known as the troublemakers when really they just protected the scene and made sure that hoy, hoy, say hoy, all those dudes like yeah. made sure there was no Nazis at the shows. They made it safe for all the younger kids. But then if something popped up, oh, you, it's you guys. But, yo, we just protected this whole thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I guess that's a tale as old as time. It, it really is. It really, yeah, <laughs> it, it really is because Sounds they wanted like them it. around to fight those battles. But if something else happened, it's just, I don't know. But, yeah, all, all my all the New York cats, I mean, they always made sure that it was a nice, like our song, place. That song, Apolitical, uh, it's the kids who quick to be like, uh, we're protesting, fuck the police, they got their fucking punk rock costumes on, they dyed hair, they doing their things, you know what I mean? But then when it's time to really get dirty, get where you at? Yeah. Where you at? Your friend's getting hurt. Mm -hmm. At least I can drag my mans off the battlefield. Yeah. Yeah. Where you at? You in the crib. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a great point, man. (laughs) Great fucking point. That's a great fucking point. Fuck. We we was right there, yeah. like, and there's no exaggeration. You can check my body. We was here. Yeah, we was doing the thing. Saying we were fighting Nazis in the early '90s before the internet, all that stuff, and trying to keep the scene safe. Uh, safe. Do you know what I'm saying? Because like, we also don't want to deal with that shit. Yeah, just get straight riots in Pennsylvania on the biohazard, sick of it all, share territory. Those 
the legendary stories that all truth bio has everybody going through their fighting the Nazis in Pennsylvania. It was yeah. fucking, fucking Allentown, Pennsylvania, man. It was crazy that stories, was, man. That place was is fucking, a fucking disaster. It was scary. It was yeah. fucking scary. <laughs> Early 90s. What a fucking town. Young kids. Like, it was, like, it was this really scary just place, like you would man. See, I remember going there. There was like a tiny record store there that would do shows. And like sometimes like the bands I was doing would play. You'd be walking down the street going to buy records and just see three Nazis coming out of the fucking pizza place. Like it doesn't even make a fucking difference. And you're just like, scary as fuck, oh, this man. is just how it is here. And then two hours later at your show, those three dudes are just chilling out in the back and makes it, makes it just uncomfortable for everyone who is there. And what was interesting when I talked about this pop before is that a lot of those shows that the riots popped off, the Nazis would be fucking with the bands, but not the big black bouncers. They wouldn't say shit <laughs> to the bouncers there, but they were sick hollering the, the white people. And it was so fucking strange. It was the craziest shit there, man. Have you ever seen the... Uh, famous uh, gut instinct picture of them in front of like the big swastika. No, yeah. you never seen that picture. And where was that? That at? is that was, they played somewhere in Pennsylvania, and um, there was like a biker bar, and they pulled in, and gut instinct, gut instinct with the play, and they had a fucking big ass Nazi flag hanging up in the bar at the bar at the bar. But then uh, the two black gentlemen in gut and the lead singer stood underneath it and took a picture. And a lot of kids never seen that shit. Do you have it? It's on my, it's on my Twitter. Because of Thank course I posted it. There's no internet back then, man. I don't know if people were filming shit. was they a lot of people that What? There's a lot of people that can say that. I know, man. Oh. Fucking crazy. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. You posted that before? That's fucking Yeah, it's crazy. on Twitter. But you got to think wow. of my quote unquote hardcore lineage. That shit has always been acceptable for us. Because we know... We're not Nazis. Yeah. You don't know Nazis. That's why you call everybody a Nazi. Yeah. Some people are just talking shit and you don't like it. Doesn't make them a Doesn't Nazi. Doesn't make them a yeah. Nazi. That's a good point too. They man. don't they're not they don't have the heart to go actually commit a genocide or wholeheartedly yeah. believe these people shouldn't exist. They're just trying to get a rise out of you. Yeah. Almost every record store has a almost every record store has a secret back room of records too. Wow. Like yeah. Dude, there's the, I won't say it. It is, it is Americana. I'll, I'll yeah. say it when we're done because there was definitely a spot in New York okay. that definitely had a secret a back secret room. Dungeon? Jesus. He's like, I got the good shit in the bag. <laughs> I mean, straight up. There was definitely a record I found in the stacks that I was Brother. Like, hmm, <laughs> Brother. <laughs> and they took me in the back room after. Jesus, very, dude. very popular record store in New York that's not open anymore. Uh, my favorite takeaway from this combo is you flipping the screwdriver lyrics. Oh, yeah. It's fucking <laughs> genius, dude. I think that's so fucking well, genius, I, You man. know where it came from? Obviously, uh, substance abuse. But also, mm. if Hitler could take the swastika, you know, a lot of people's fucking, their, their, their cop out is like, oh, it was a Hindu symbol. Cool. So we stealing shit, right? Yeah. Well, that's mine now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So what's up? Kanye tried to do that, but that, that was oh, not the move. With the flight jackets and the Confederate yeah. flags. He was selling those for like $300. See, he was bugging. <laughs> I'm playing a hawk. Maybe he song. did that? When he what? Because when he had that Black Skinhead song come out. Man, he, that song pissed me off so much, yo. Mm. I, I, the, that's cultural appropriation. He ain't no skin. He was selling flight jackets with Confederate <laughs> flags on at Kanye West shows. Flight oh, jackets, legit. Yeah. I mean, hey, people buying bombers with a Kanye bomber with a... But that goes Dude, to that memorabilia conversation. Lot, mm. huh? Yeah. Yeah, he probably... I mean, he sold more than we did. Because <laughs> I would never... There's some shit I'd never do. My personal politics are fucky because I'm an asshole. But, like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yes, I did I did have to listen to Screwdriver to steal the lyrics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'll also bash a nigga's brains in. 
Yeah. And keep your children safe. I'm kind of a police officer. I don't know what to tell you. It's, <laughs> it's weird out here. <laughs> dude, I, I do. I love how authentic you are, man. Appreciate it. Just fucking. There needs to be. That's such a, a lacking thing. Seems that these days people. I, I talk. Just be yourself. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Man. We just. You, you don't like, make you don't it like me. You don't like me. You don't yeah. fuck my music. Don't fuck my music. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna please everybody. Not everybody's gonna love you either. Yeah, it's fuck like that. who uh, wants to who do wants it because you love it around every day. Nah. Also, with as dark as I am, it's very apparent that I'm bullshitting. That's the good old American pastime of bullshitting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just bull, just killing time. Yeah. yeah. Like, you ever hear the joke? Two dudes are walking down. They're walking down the street, and they had to take a piss, and they stopped on this bridge. Y'all heard it. And the one guy whipped his dick. I was like, whoo, water deep, ain't it? <laughs> no, guy said, water cold, ain't it? And now I'm going to take a piss and say, yeah, it's deep, too. <laughs> <laughs> Just fucking hot too. Just killing time. Yeah, it is hot too. Just bullshitting. Just saying stuff out your mouth to kill time. Yeah. I don't believe all this shit. Nah. Nah. Can't. We just can't. Cause I who if I had to sit in silence sometimes, I don't know if I'd make it. So we might as well fuck around. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well fuck, man. Well, thank you guys for being here, man. Thank you guys. Thanks for having me. Great fucking hearing your story and hanging out with you and chopping it up. It's a great episode. Really stoked. Everybody got to talk in the mic. You guys are professional. Speak your piece. Anything else you want to say, Chappelle, we're talking about? No, I mean, this is beautiful. It just feels good. Any shout-outs? Uh, uh, Roscoe's uh, Fried Chicken. Oh, yeah, how was Chappelle Roscoe's? Took us out. Took oh, this is a Roscoe. great moment. We got one vegan in the crew, and then the rest oh, yeah. all. <laughs> Akilda's want no fucking type of vegan food, so they went to the, uh, the, yeah. the legendary, legendary Roscoe's, Roscoe's down, the street, down the street, and then my man got green table. Yeah. So yeah, everybody, everybody got to eat first, and then these guys are first time drinking on the pod. Uh, what is this? Espalon. Espelon. Tequila. Tequila. First time I told, some, them, I told them they weren't the first. Who's the first? Yellow Wolf. Oh, Yellow Wolf had a, he had a Corona. Yeah. Okay, Yellow oh, Wolf yeah, had a Corona. corona. Yo, you got me holding that shit. <laughs> <laughs> got his head. Gotcha. <laughs> Try to get me canceled in my own kitchen. He was quick with it. Um, and then what else? You chewing some edibles right now or something? Now? Oh, shit. We did. Oh, man. What'd we you did eat? eat an edible. You did? I forgot. Damn, we smoked. Ha- a we smoked a little joint. Yeah, oh, did you go to that there. little weed store he down there? Yeah, yeah oh, sh- like- shout out to the grocery with grow. <laughs> <That's> what- <laughs> and that's where Derek goes. That's Derek's yep. favorite spot yep. right there. Shout out to Andrew Black in the house too, man. Right? My man. Yeah. Oh, it was so nice I- seeing Andrew in the pit the other night. One time for the one time. Shout out my daughter Olive. I love you. And shout out my old lady Miss Ashley. Flat yeah. Spot Records. Flat Spot Records, man. Flat's Fucking killing it, dude. What's the partner's name besides Ricky? Che. Shout out to Che too. I, 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 <laughs> che, yo. Yo, I never met Che and her great things. I know Ricky from, from Backtrack. Yeah. It's so amazing seeing this happen. Uh, also by Tallow managing uh, Turnstile and yeah. fucking Knock Loose. Incredible. He was Hardcore in the pit kids. the other he night. He was in the pit the other <laughs> night too. Yeah, I mean, he sent me a video before this pod of, of the last Killing Time show with a list of people wanting to know who these stage divers were because he's dissecting the Killing Time show at CBGB's right Damn, now. That's hard. He's such a hardcore historian, man. I love that shit. That's crazy. That's it. <laughs> That's beautiful. Well, thank you guys it. for being here, man. Hope it wasn't too hot. Um, yeah, you guys are going to a show tonight. And the next time, people can find you on social media. You can check out your band. Your music's everywhere. Spotify, yeah. uh, Flat Spot Records. Um, what else, Chappelle? Thank you for turning me on to these guys. Yeah, for sure. It's a for breath sure. of fresh air. Your voice, the style of the band, seeing you guys play live. Um, I don't know. I love your band. It's a fucking great band, man. Thank you, man. I love your band. Thank you, man. You're welcome. You said something to me the other day. It made me really happy when you first met me. You said, um, when you just met you, you said, Yo, you wrote five-year plan. 
And that was the song. Like, that was just, <laughs> it was really nice because I yeah. forget about that. It's the first song we wrote, but yeah. Hell yeah. Thank uh, you, that's man. the first song you ever wrote? Yeah, ever wrote, yeah. Hey. It's the first song I ever wrote, yeah. Nice. Hell yeah. I yeah. got a way to close this. All right, go ahead. And debt! <laughs> awesome. Good. Thank you. You just ended that shit right now? I'm still. Yo, I'm back in the pod right now. That was a great episode. End it. But I had to get the fucking legend, Johnny McMillian, on the podcast. He wasn't here for the original uh, episode. Johnny, welcome to the podcast, brother. What's up, buddy? I'm uh, sorry I couldn't make it. It's difficult. I got a, I got a daily job. I, I work 40 hours a week, and I do the band thing as well. So, uh, yeah, life is hectic, but I'm here. I love and appreciate that. Um, I know you work with boxes and stuff like that. Kind of break that down. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, my my company we we make like tooling for printing presses that make uh, that make the boxes. So yeah, actually, just uh, I did a quote the other day for uh, for Cold Cuts. They do our merch. Oh wow, so awesome! Company, yeah, it's crazy. My company's like uh, doing the artwork and, and the plates and cutting die that'll make the boxes that sell our merch. So um, so what kind of just regular like just cardboard boxes? Yeah, pretty much. It's like uh, any box that would be in. In a store, my company makes, uh, they'll do the artwork and make the, the printing plates that print them. That's it's, cool. It's kind of like, it's similar to like uh, like screen printing, like each color gets laid down separately or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I'll, I'll quote stuff for companies that I buy stuff from all the time, mostly that's, booze. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So are they, they're, they're pretty flexible without you leaving and coming to do shows, but it, sometimes well, it's hard I've to been, get away. I've been... I've been I've been doing it for 10 years, so I get I get four weeks vacation, and uh, yeah, so I try and uh, live within those realms, and uh, if not, yeah, they'll work with me, but uh, I don't know, for the most part, I've been able to use vacation time, so it hasn't been so bad. That's awesome, man. And then, um, so we'll get into your history in a second. Also, I, I didn't realize that you were like, uh, I don't know what it's called, like your professional... Uh, Heavy lifter is I don't know what it's called that, that that Oh yeah yeah I did I did powerlifting powerlifting for, uh, yeah powerlifting competitively Yeah I don't do it too much anymore because uh I mean I still go to the gym and stuff but to like be in that circuit it re- it's a full-time job in itself and uh, I've already got two so three full-time jo- time jobs is just not possible Yeah and how many years were you doing that for Uh I've I played sports my whole life so it was like uh pretty much from like High school on, I've been heavy lifting, but competitively, I did it for like I did it for five years, competitions and whatnot. And so you traveled around and did that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've done I've done competitions at like York Barbell, which is like an iconic place. They make their own plates and everything. It's uh, crazy. Oh, that's cool, man. And you started super young doing that. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, just being in sports. So like, yeah. I don't know. It just comes comes with the territory. You, you play sports, you lift weights, and then, uh, yeah, I don't know, once I graduated, it's like uh, I played music instead of played, playing sports in college, so, yeah, yeah you kind of just, like, get in that routine, and uh, it doesn't it doesn't necessarily go away. It's kind of a part of who you are. Totally. And so so how old were you when you first started getting into hardcore and punk rock and then also connecting with the end of guys? Uh, I guess, I don't I've been doing the music thing since I was in high school. And, uh, yeah, I started playing guitar at 15 wow. and, uh, I've done like the death metal thing and, uh, I've toured in multiple bands. I actually, I met Chris playing in a band called Peacekeeper out of, out of Baltimore as well. I guess that would have been in like 2012. I guess that was like after I did the, uh, death metal thing. I've always been into hardcore, but like, yeah, I've known all those dudes for like 
yeah, since I was in high school. We all grew up in the same areas, so. That's awesome. And then, what was what was your inspiration to, uh, to start playing guitar? Uh, probably dying fetus. Okay, nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, they're still Maryland boys. So like, uh, I don't know. Like I said, I come I come from the death metal thing. So yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. Dying fetus, misery index, bands like that. Did you have super long hair before? Uh, not the longest, but yeah, I, I definitely had long hair. Nice. I, I never like I never like fully uh, embraced the metal thing. I like playing guitar and being in in death metal bands because it's like a little it's more difficult to play from like a musician standpoint, but I don't know, like the, uh, the TUI demo came out when I was in high school. So that was like big inspiration for me. That was like probably inspiration for everyone in my age group that was playing music at that yeah, time. It's definitely the Holy but, grail but, for sure out there. Yeah, I no, hundred percent. And you think, you think for me, it's like, I was a, I was a, a kid at that point And like, yeah, this is what I want to do. But in the same breath, it's like from a musician standpoint and playing guitar, I don't know, playing hardcore can be kind of redundant. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I play, I play metal because, uh, I want to be able to play my instrument well and do more than just play power chords. But the older you get, you realize that it's more about crowd interaction and the people you meet and, and it, it landed being hardcore. A hundred percent, man. Um, so then, so, and it's been the main, the, like the band you've been with, with the longest out of all the bands. Uh, no, actually I was in, uh, I was in the death metal band for the longest. And, uh, I, I think, uh, we, we did peacekeeper for three or four years. Okay. I guess. And it, I don't know the, the the end. It seems crazy because uh, it doesn't feel like we've been a band that long because of COVID. That's oh like yeah, a, it's like a, a a time travel type thing. It doesn't feel like we've been a band that long, but it, it, on paper, I guess we've been a band for. They've been around since 2017, so it's oh, like wow. yeah, six six years seems like a long time. But when two or three of them are are in the uh, meat grinder, it doesn't uh, it doesn't even seem real. It's just kind of like we we skipped a step. Yeah, for sure. What, do you remember? Do you remember your first like hardcore show? Uh, I can remember my first show, and uh, it would have been in two thousand two. I saw Misery Index and Magruder Grind at nice. Sidebar. That's that's the first show I ever went to. Wow. Okay. How old, you, how old are you? Then? I don't know if you ever been to Sidebar, but it's like I don't even know what the cap is. It, it can't be more than a hundred people. It's oh, probably shit. like. 75 and to think of a of a legendary band like misery index in a venue like that is just insane that's cool that's awesome man so then that's it you started going and then did you um how how are you like as a kid growing up and stuff how are you in school and stuff like that were you like you, you have siblings uh uh yeah I have, I have two siblings i'm the oldest but uh i don't know i had to be like uh, I was a I was a bad kid in, in middle school, but like once I got to high school, sports were my main focus. So I kind of like focused. Yeah, yeah, you got you have to do well in school to play sports. But I failed seventh grade from being a bad kid, and yeah, I don't know. It just took me a long time to figure it out. Like uh, I don't know because I wanted to play sports in college, so I kind of got my act together after nice. I failed. Because yeah, I don't want to do that again. Obviously. Who wants to be a, a you know a nineteen year old kid in, in high school? So yeah, once I failed, I like kind of got my act together. But yeah, it was it was pretty rough there in the beginning. 
Like just like what, what kind of bad kid? Like just like not giving a fuck at school, while and out. Yeah, yeah, fights, things Damn. like that, and and like uh, just not going to school. I think I think the year that I failed seventh grade, I missed like a bunch of. I don't remember exactly how many days it was, but I just remember going into the guidance counselor's office and uh, him telling me I failed, and uh, and I, I remember my friend had told me he failed, but he was going to summer school, and I was like, so I can go to summer school, right? And he was like, that is not an option for you. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Well, how are your parents? So, were your yeah. parents, parents strict? Were your parents bummed about it? Uh, I mean, my parents are good people. They like tried to point me in the right direction. I, re- I really don't know why I was uh, such a bad kid. I just like, yeah, I, I honestly don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I know that like once once I failed, I definitely uh, I got my shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you end up going to college? I didn't. I actually, uh, ironically, the the first band that I played in, uh, we signed a, a, a record contract when I was still in high school. Oh wow! And yeah, and uh, when I graduated, I left for the road. And that was it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. I don't know. Like playing that music in that time, it was like getting big. But I don't know. Thinking about it now, those shows were were kind of small, and uh, I don't know. It, it was still like us. A super cool learning experience, but yeah, I also, sure. uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I also don't remember much of it because we we partied a lot. Damn! So, so you lot. started you started partying like a young age. Yeah, 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 for sure. Probably but, like, uh, yeah, it would have been ninth grade, probably. Just like drinking, smoking, and in... no. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's I always laugh about that because like I don't, I did all these tours with that band, and like I don't like. All I remember really is that I had a good time. <laughs> you know, like I, I, you know, we went we went on the road and had a blast. But like, if if you could, if if one of my old band members like asked me, like, you remember that time we played this venue and did this and that or whatever? I, I really don't know. Everything kind of like runs into one. I just know I, I had a ton of fun and and those guys were great. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. And then you started working. Were you working a job at that time? We just kind of quit everything. I'm just going to do music. And yeah, just, yeah. You know. No, I, I I didn't have a job at that time. I worked I worked in a warehouse for a while, and then uh, it was uh, during the Obama administration, and I got as many uh, extensions as I could on uh, unemployment. Wow. And uh, yep, just hit the road and uh, played music. It's awesome, man. Yeah, and so end it, man. Since we did this podcast, we played a couple of shows with you guys. We gotten close with you guys. I've seen the growth of your band. Um, love you guys even more. Hanging out with you and the music, and just you know, the suicidal shows were so fun. And we got to see you guys play Los Angeles the other night um, for the children. Shout out to SOS Booking. Shout out to Nate. Everybody that does that does that show. It's incredible every single year. And um, you guys played in the upstairs and was like a five hundred cap. And there's yeah. other bands playing the big room, and uh, me, Derek, and uh, Chappelle pulled up, and we got a good spot, and the place is totally filled up. And for for like how many, just for that whole setup and other bands playing, and just seeing you guys the last time you played late, opening up for Angel Dust, it's it's so amazing to see the growth and the love for your band. And that that show was like top top shows I've seen in Los Angeles, like a hardcore show, especially for a band not from Los Angeles. I mean. I know you guys are like just came from Europe. You had to dip after, but like, just know that that was su- it was. A su- I know you know it was an incredible show, dude. It was, and uh, and I, and I'm honestly thankful that we played the upstairs room. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, like it, it's it's super cool to play like big shows, but like uh, I don't know, we just thrive. 
in scenarios like that where it's it is a little more intimate and people can stage dive yes. and this that and the other. Not to say that they couldn't in the big room, but like just playing like the shows in Europe were awesome and most of them were sold out. We I feel like we got a good reaction. Just uh something about playing barricade shows just doesn't it doesn't feel the same. And uh, for the children was awesome because the energy was so high and the people are right in your face. It was great, dude. It was perfect show, perfect room. Yeah. I've never liked barricades. I always end up being in the barricade or on the floor. Yeah. Barricades. It just takes away. Like as soon as you walk on stage, you see a barricade. I just feel like uh, already you lose your like, it just already takes something from your soul. Like that connection's like not going to be there. Yeah, No, it, it, it's rough because it's like, you don't like, I don't want to be disrespectful. And because like, uh, obviously like I'm very thankful for the fans that come out and see us. But when the barricade's there, it's like, it almost feels like they aren't there. Yeah, dude. It, uh, yeah, it almost, it almost like feels like, it almost feels like, yeah, it feels like the room's empty and it, it, it's just, it's a little strange. Yeah. But we, we, we do the like best. We, we when we played all those shows in, uh, in Europe, the best show that we played was in France, and it was the same situation. I think I think it was a five fifty cat, and uh, it wasn't a show floor, but you know the stage is two foot, no barricade, and I feel like that was like the be- the most well received show of the tour, just because that's kind of like that's more our speed. That's what we do. Yeah, it's nice to play like with bigger bands. I know that was a sick tour for you guys. I shall just stick your guns. Great fucking humans in yeah. band. Yeah, no, those dudes are the best. And like great exposure for ended opening up with stick your guns. Fucking kill it there. But yeah, when you're on tour like that, it's definitely it's like one. This it's a big venue, so the venue is going to have a barricade. And two, it's like a different audience. So I've always I always like that challenge of playing to a new audience. But also then then when you get like one of those kind of your own shows in the middle of a tour like that you just it's special as fuck you like really like oh 100 percent, yeah. yeah when you can actually go in there and rip it down yeah so so hopefully you guys are gonna be working a new record soon i know that's talk um at salad day studio and all that stuff in the future and um uh have you guys been writing a lot of songs and, and do you write songs you write a lot of the songs uh ray ray writes most of it and yeah. uh i plan on contributing more it's just like uh and it it's actually a funny story on the way that i got into end it because uh most of the songs that are written now were already established when i joined the band gotcha. and uh it's it's funny because like i've known all those dudes for so long like they're my good friends <laughs> and uh i'm not trying to sound like blunt or anything but uh like i actually worked at i worked security i worked the door at a show that they played okay and uh and after the show was over i felt comfortable enough because they're my boys i'm like you guys need a second guitar player not to say that that was horrible but it just sounds like thin Mm. and uh yeah it's just it's not full you guys could use a second guitar player and they're like okay we'll come to practice on monday and i've been in the band ever since holy shit that's fucking awesome yeah yeah so it wasn't like i guess uh I, I always joke and say that I'm a, an original member of Endic because I'm the first second guitar player, but I wasn't <laughs> in it from the start. <laughs> yeah. Is... But uh, yeah, I, it, I actually got into the band just working the door and uh, pretty much telling them that they, they needed somebody else. And they were like, all right, you're in. That is fucking awesome, man. Yeah, just pull up. Just, let's do it then. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, wow. yeah pretty much. Yeah, they, yeah they, they're already my boys. It was just like uh, one of those things where it's like, uh, yeah, dude, I tell them and they're like, okay, yeah, we like you. Come on by. That's cool, man. And then you've been in the band ever since. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a good, good group of guys and good, good like energy and chemistry. And like, I'm really stoked for like the future of End It and hear like the next stuff you guys come out with. And you, you guys are done with shows this year for now? Uh, 
Yeah, we uh, I, I keep, I don't, I like it's difficult to understand that the year's already over. I, I know, guess uh, we have the we have those shows coming up with the uh, Fiddlehead, and uh, we have the Hold My Own record release, and then Disturbing the Peace, which are right around the corner. But it's weird to say that it's not this year. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm super psyched. I was so happy when I saw you guys get added to the Baltimore Disturbing the Peace. I'm so psyched to play with you guys in your hometown. Like I'm really just. Looking forward to that. I mean, it's my son's 21st birthday. It's going to be awesome to be out there with you guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm so stoked. And uh, you got big plans for Christmas? Uh, yeah, I guess. I'm just going to kick it with my family. Things, awesome. have, uh, things, have, been, things have been weird since, uh, since COVID because, uh, you know, my grandparents and stuff are old. So I haven't really seen them since COVID hit oh, wow. because, well, I mean, I have here and there, but I'm saying is like getting together is like, of an extended family hasn't happened since yeah. COVID happened. So yeah, I'm just going to kick it with my brothers, my parents, and uh, I have a nephew. So we'll just uh, kick it and do the Christmas thing. That's awesome. And do you see yourself having kids someday? Highly doubtful. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think if, uh, I think if that was going to happen, it would have already. And gotcha. I don't, I don't want to be an old parent. So uh, yeah, at, at some point I'll just say it's, it's a, it's a no for me. All right. Respect, respect. What about getting, are you married? Nope, not at all. What about me getting married someday for you? Nah, that's, that's. That's not your card. Religion and, nah, that's, that's religion and politics. That's everything I'm against. Okay. Respect. Dude, I love that. I fucking love that. I love that. Firming your beliefs. I I, I respect it. Yeah. I don't, I just don't understand it. Somebody, I, I, I can understand being with somebody, uh, indefinitely and, uh, being exclusive to someone, but. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, I'm not about to get married in a church or uh, reap the benefits from from the government just because uh, just because somebody says that I'm married. That's uh, it. Just seems redundant. All right, dude. Fucking great answer and respect that so much, man. Um, well, do, do you have any major influences in your guitar playing or just in life? Uh, I don't know. I like. I don't know. I, since I come from like like death metal and like heavier hardcore, I like uh, I don't know. I like uh, I kind of like beat down stuff. Yeah, but, the heavy uh, shit. That's, yeah. that's not that's not the that's not what ended is. So uh, yeah, just uh, ride the wave. I, I love I love the ending so fucking hard. But then I love Akil's voice and he's singing and I just love his fucking voice and it just it, it fits perfectly with the music. But you can still go fucking. You can still go crazy to it. It's, it's still got yeah for crazy sure. I'm hoping. Dude. I'm I'm hoping that uh, I'm hoping that our next album is is well received because I don't I don't know exactly what's going to happen with it. But Akil has such a good singing voice. It's like it's insane. Incredible, so dude. it's like, yeah, it's one of those it's one of those things. It's like you have to kind of take advantage of that. And uh, I don't know. There is a place for that in hardcore. But if we were to take that stuff from the band that we are now, would it be well received? I'm honestly not sure. Dude, you don't know to try, man. I think that people love Andy. I think put, and also Akil, like on stage, man. He's he could do stand up comedy if he wanted to as well. Like hundred percent. Like no, we did. We incredible. We did that uh, Brian Posehn. We went to that Brian Posehn thing because he asked uh, Akil to open up for him, and uh, and Akil, I, I thought he was just introducing him, but when I got there and saw like the itinerary or whatever, it was like Akil Gatsi ten minutes. Uh, <laughs> and so he, cool. no, and I'm like, and, I, and he comes over to me. He's like, he's like, what's up? I'm like, yo, do you have a 10 minute slot? Or are you just introducing Brian? He was like, oh, they told me I could do 10 minutes or whatever. Wow. And I was like, oh, so you're gonna do that? And he's like, 
He's like, yeah, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, oh, so you've been writing material then? He's like, oh no, I don't, I don't have anything. Wow, just but he did, he did the ten minutes and killed it. It's so cool. Just telling, just telling stories of like real life. He didn't, he didn't have any material written down. It was just like a off the top type thing, and he, I and he absolutely that. killed it. That's so good, man. It's what, insane. What about um other types of music that you listen to that people would be like, be like, okay, uh, it was surprised that Johnny from uh ended listens to like. Do you listen to like poppier stuff? Do you listen to mellow stuff? Dude, we we as a band, I will say this: we don't even we don't listen to hardcore much. We probably listen to like classic rock more than anything. If you're if you're in the van, we're listening to Steely Dan. So cool. Oh, ELO. ELO. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, for real. I'm so serious. That's so cool. Shit like that. If you if you put on the Lido Shuffle in in front of the, in front of End It, we will go wild. So good, man. I I love it. That's yeah. What about like hip hop stuff? You grew up in hip hop as well. I love I love hip hop. Yeah. I grew up listening to to underground stuff. For, you know, I don't know Jedi Mind Tricks stuff yes. like that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, it's such it's such a good. Uh, yeah, man. I just love the band. I'm glad we became friends and played these shows together, man. Like stoked to play with you guys in January and to see what's next for End It new music and see if we guys end up going next and. I know you guys will be super, super busy. And uh, yeah, yeah, man, I appreciate you being on here. I know we tried to set this up for a while, but and I'm glad we could do something with you on here since you couldn't make it out here in person. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry it didn't uh, work out. Things no, are just uh, things are crazy, man. I just uh, I just got off of work now. I, I might That's why like, I was dropped. I might have to get a picture. I might try to get a picture of you and superimpose you on the steps photo <laughs> like a photo. <photoshop. laughs> <laughs> um, that'd be so sick. But Joe, yeah, I appreciate you so much, man. Happy holidays, happy new year. I'll see you in Baltimore. Um, yeah, man, mad love, Johnny. Yes, sir. Thank you so much for having me on, and uh, I appreciate everything you've done for us. Just uh, you know, putting out the word for us. I really appreciate it. My pleasure, man. Oh yeah, also that one moment. Tell about you, Josh. You can tell you Josh Brolin moment. Dude, let's go. I just forgot to realize that. Dude, that's so funny. Uh, everyone's like, every everyone that's seen that picture is like, do you actually know him? Because it's such a candid shot. It's a great photo, <laughs> dude. Do you know the story? Tell this guy. I want the story. It's my brother. Let's hear the story. <laughs> no, dude. Uh, it's it's such a candid shot because we're both laughing because uh, like uh, I'm a, I'm just a pretty big guy, and when I put my arm around him, he was like, I feel like your girlfriend. <laughs> and uh dude and my and my that. buddy spencer who was my buddy spencer who was taking the picture was like you are his girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> so we like we lost our minds that's why that's why the picture in the picture it's like a genuine laugh no nah, it it's a great so story funny. man josh is the fucking best yeah no that guy that guy rules he's so cool so cool he came out for the show and support it was really nice man he's the fucking yeah we can get we could talk about him all day but yeah man yeah awesome yeah. That, i remember seeing that picture and that was cool you guys played that show yeah it was fucking Super fun, man. But uh, oh, awesome, brother. All the best to you, man, and uh, I'll see you next year. Likewise. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you at uh, Disturbing the Peace, and let's rage. All right, bro. I'll talk to you soon. All right, buddy. Peace. Yeah, man. See ya. Bye. Bye. I've always loved sweets. That's why I have um, a thousand gold teeth and had cavities my whole life. But I always love cookies, and being a vegan and being gluten-free, it's extremely difficult to get a cookie that actually tastes good. Most of those cookies are super, super dry. Until I found Maxine's Heavenly, uh, you probably see me post about them. They're incredible. They're gluten-free. They're vegan. They're made with no refined sugars. You can get them in Whole Foods, Sprouts, Walmart, Amazon, Maxine'sHeavenly.com. And if you're in LA, you can get my favorite restaurant, Green Tables, carrying them. 
Um, you can also, if you're in LA, get Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Chow Now. Super, super great company. Amazing people working there. The cookies are insane. I can eat a whole bunch of them, not like you're supposed to, but I don't feel groggy and like bloated and I have that sugar crash. And every month you should sign up for the mailing list because every month you get exclusive flavor drops and the cookies get delivered right to your house. So shout out to Maxine's Heavenly, my new sponsor. I have a cookie sponsor. I can't believe it. How old am I? I'm 53 and promoting cookies because I love cookies still. I'm a big kid. Vegan, gluten-free, no refined sugars. If you listen to the Travis Barker episode, me and him talked about our love for Maxine's Heavenly's as well. Great cookie. If you're a vegan and you're gluten-free, there's no other cookie to have. Maxine's Heavenly. Go to MaxineHeavenly.com, go to shop, use my code OLLC, and get 25% off your first order. That's 25% off your first order. Go to MaxineHeavenly.com, use my code OLOC. Enjoy. These cookies are straight crack. I always ask my guests if they have any regrets. I personally don't have any regrets. Even when it comes to my tattoos, I have the silliest tattoos. Even my ET on my leg, it's still a childhood memory for me, and I love it. I've had tattoos on top of tattoos strictly because I wanted more tattoos. I started getting tattoos when I was 18. I'm 52 now and I can't stop. I've had lazy treatment before on something on my arm. It's four tattoos on top of each other. And that experience at that place was pretty fast. It was pretty cold. It was in and out, swiped the credit card. Don't really tell me much. Didn't give me much details or anything was going to happen. So I never went back. So as of most recently, I'm so lucky enough to have had two sessions at Removery Tattoo Removal. My tattoo on my arm looks like a big black blob. is now super light. I've had two sessions. I have a long road ahead of me. None of this stuff happens overnight. You cannot take a tattoo up in one sitting. You have to be patient. And it's painful. They ice you up. It's super fast. To me, it felt like a bunch of rubber bands. But what's more painful than that is looking at something on your body that you think you're stuck with for the rest of your life. That sucks. But now for me, I'm really happy I started this journey. I'm slowly going to get this tattoo removed. I never thought in a million years I have any kind of real estate on my arm. I don't even know what I want, but it's exciting. I'm so honored to announce that One Life, One Chance podcast is now with Removery. I have a code. Use TobyH20 and get $100 off your first session. Call 866-934-4570 or go to Removery.com. One of the most experienced tattoo remover companies in the world. Over 600,000 removal treatments done, 100 locations, U.S., Canada, and Australia. State-of-the-art peak-away laser technology, cryotechnology to reduce any discomfort. This is so exciting for me because all I do in these podcasts is talk about tattoos. From day one, if you've been listening to this podcast, we talk about tattoos, talk about getting removed, talk about getting covered up. So this is such a perfect fit for me. Once again, go to removery.com or call 866-934-4570. Use my code TobyH20 and get $100 off. These guys are located everywhere. Try it out.